And welcome to episode 539 of Conversation Street with me, Michael. Param! Me, Gemma. Gemma is here as well. We... At last, okay. we're late. It is a, it is a, we, we, you know. Well. You know. Um, we delayed the podcast because we knew something was going to be revealed. Okay, spoiler alert. One of the things that we found out when we went on the tour, when we went to go see the Cornish Street set and watch some filming, um, was one of the things that was revealed at the very end of Friday's episode. So yes. we knew that we wanted to talk about it. Um, and we and just we had to wait for them knew, to show it. We also knew that some of the things that we were going to say about that the rest of this week would have been <laughs> fibs. Or we couldn't have really spoken about yeah. it, knowing that we knew what was going to happen on Friday. So I hope you don't so mind us. Del- I was also like, I was us. sad on Friday as well. We've had a tough time, haven't we? Um, so that's why we, that's the reason, isn't it? And we also well, yes. had a, to get up early on Saturday. Are we not going to talk about the Queen at all? You can talk about the Queen. She's dead. Yes. It's sad. It's really... I had a cry. Did anyone else cry at Prince Charles' speech? You know I don't cry about things. So that was like... Probably got me at the end. But... Well, many people have um, similar reactions. And also, you said it... You mentioned that it brought up things It did. It made me think of my mum when he talked about his mum dying. are finding that, you know, it stirs up emotions and memories of when somebody that they love has died. So I think it's very... What's the word? Understandable. Yeah. I don't think we want to talk about it too much. I've changed my mind because I think lots of people... I mean, people, I mean it's, it's all Queen all the time on the telly at the moment, isn't it? And I don't think we need to fill a podcast with it. And I think some people uh, have, have come to listen to this podcast and watch Coronation Street tonight, indeed, for a bit of respite from that. But, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's been really, been really sad. But we did, like Gemma said, have a lovely lovely weekend if you've been looking at our social media you've been able to find out why we went and had a reunion didn't we yeah. we had a gang reunion of us and charlie and george Taylor. <laughs> 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 yeah. we went to go and see his play oh my gosh it was the loveliest time we went up to nottingham where charlie charlie Demello ex Imran was playing in the Nottingham Playhouse in a fantastic play called um, The Clothes They Stood Up In, which is an Alan Bennett play, who's um, who's a famous Northern playwright. And um, yes. and, and it starred um, Sophie Thompson, um, um, sister of Emma Thompson. Maybe also, famous. she's famous herself and whatever yes she is she is sophie thompson is famous and she was in coronation street wasn't she she played she played rosemary the psychic and just to confuse things even more she played a character called rosemary in this play i didn't know what to expect we don't go to plays very much we kind of only go to plays if there's coronation street people in them and then it's usually if there are people we know in coronation (laughs) street we like a lot more plays in the last i have i'm three years i'm feeling my whole life cultured by the minute yeah we see we've seen sally's play this year sally and matthews we've seen george banks's play and now we've seen this play but it is awesome we also I saw loved it. george when he was in pride and prejudice as mr oh, darcy yeah that was proper culture that was from that was old yeah. history culture but this is awesome i don't want to give too much away because i kind of want people to go and it see it it also had adrian scarborough in it he played mr ransom he was uh, uh, he's the history boys oh yes yes, yes, yes. and it also had um, Ned Costello, who mm. I think was quite popular with some people. He was buff. 
He had he, his top off did, on one scene. Um, this is not a spoiler. He did some push-ups. Um, and also, um, Natasha McGeegee, I think that's how you say her mm-hmm. surname. I've only ever seen it written down. She was really good. They she were was really all cool. really good. They were all the, the, brilliant. The two, the two main characters um, <laughs> were, were, were the two main actors, which was, was Adrian, was his name? Adrian And Scarborough. Sophie, they played one character each. And kind of the concept yeah. is they get home from an, an, uh, the opera and the whole house has been completely emptied. Um, and all it's they had so left, funny. I suppose, they stood up in literally yeah. a totally empty flat. It's really and, great. Uh, and then Charlie played um, a police officer that's in the, kind of the beginning of it, and then he plays this His friendly called Sarge. Yes, and he oh, there's a giant, giant, giant spider. <laughs> Michael, it's alright. Get it. I'll get the spider. Do you want me to pause? Yeah. You, oh, you carry on talking about no. the fight. I'll go and get a glass. Can you hurry up? Please? Yeah, I'll go and get the glass. I'm not gonna. I can't. This is horrible. I don't like. It's not moving at the moment. Michael always rescues them. He's very nice, but it is a horrible big one. I don't know what you want me this to is say. It's quite timely because I mean, Can you... Spider was very important <gasps> in this week's episode. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's moving again. Can you? Come here. I'm, I'm getting it. This is what people listen to podcasts for, isn't no. it? Come here. Come here. Oh my god! Nah, do you like that? Right, I've no, got to talk about I'm really sorry. I don't think we should leave this in because <laughs> no. people don't like screaming. No, it's fine. People love I it. I didn't. I don't. What about the um, I can't remember what happened now with the Um, they were all hilarious. Charlie also played a character called Mr. Anwar, who was a, um, a shopkeeper. He was a friendly, I'm back. He was a friendly shopkeeper with grit in his beard, wasn't he? Yeah. And, um, it was just, it was so funny. I've never laughed so much at the theatre. I laughed so much. They were all so it, great. I didn't know what to expect beforehand because I'm not, not used to going to cultural things like that. But it was awesome and Charlie was amazing. Um, he also I played a nurse, but that's probably, you don't want to say too much part. about that. Yes. Um, it was really, really good. Of course I didn't understand the whole play because you know what I'm like. Gemma had to explain it to me in the car afterwards. And she managed that after lots of glasses of wine as well. So fair play to you. But um, yeah, we did that. We we had oh dear, I'm all a flutter. We 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 had we had dinner with. I'm with really sorry that Georgia Michael's going to not take the screen. Charlie, out. can I just say it? Uh, everyone's going to moan at me for that. No, because I did it, but I didn't mean to do it. He's fine. He's fine. And, He's outside. And Michael's leaving the screaming in for people's sad ears to listen to, and I'm going to get stick for it. No, you won't. It's not my decision. No, it's mine. You you send your complaints my way. Um, and we went to a bar afterwards with Charlie and Georgia and Charlie's mate called Ditch. Who, she was just a nickname. Can I say also, I loved her too. She was fantastic. She was so glamorous. And listeners of the podcast will be absolutely aghast, and, as I was, to hear that she had a Gucci Gucci belt. Yes, Charlie's friend Ditch had a Gucci Gucci she, belt she and Gemma Gucci. didn't just like tear it off or anything. I, oh, I could see her. I, I didn't it rip it from her body. No. <laughs> and you had your Gucci Gucci earrings as yeah. well. She didn't tear them out Charlie no. Stubb style. Could yeah. have done. I was very restrained because she was lovely. Yes. And I, well, I, could, I couldn't rob her. And, and we met Charlie's family because they were all there. Like his mum and his dad yeah. and all this and his, and, and his family so and lovely. his siblings were there as well. So we had an old Demello get together. Uh, in the bar afterwards and we stayed until like after 12 o'clock and then we had to go to my dad's house afterwards and he, dr- he lived like we also, 35 minutes away. <laughs> can I just also say that we had we had drinks with Adrian Scarborough and also um, the, the lady Natasha who yes. was in the play. She, she was so much fun and really brilliant. Sophie Thompson I, did not stay for drinks. No. She's too showbiz for that. But everybody else in the play came and had a drink with us. 
It's lovely. It was yes. really, really Everybody nice. Everybody was so talented. It was an awesome, awesome play. So talented. Play. I don't want to... I've, I've gushed enough. It's, it's running until the 1st of October. So if you're anywhere near Nottingham, well, I know that a lot of our listeners are not, um, really do try and get to see it. it was all, the set was amazing. I it do was on wheels and everything. To listen very carefully to what I'm going to tell you. Nottinghamplayhouse.co.uk If you are anywhere near, if it feels like a reasonable trip for you to make, please go and see this play. It is one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, the, certainly the best thing I've ever seen in theatre. Oh. Why? I've mean, <laughs> seen that much. No, that's true. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. I thought, Charlie, it was so much fun to see him in different roles. It was. He was so and great. he did lots of different accents He did different as accents. Well. As Mr. Well done, Anwar, Charlie. I'm proud of he you. was so wonderful because he can harness it. Because I think Charlie is a very lovely, cuddly friendly warm person and he that was Mr Anwar like that that side of his personality he like completely channeled it for that character yeah. he's just like the most lovely person ever but it was also funny but that he, he channeled great, for the copper great comic timing which he used like you say for Sarge yeah. there were so many he had some great lines I thought the whole thing I there were, there thoroughly were enjoyed brilliant it. lines all the way through and but- but, you know, we might make him egotistical if we carry on like that. Yes, he might get a big head. Yeah. I just, but I, I just loved us being together. That was the first time that me, you, Charlie and Georgia had got together for like over two years. Yeah. It was very, very nice. And, we, and the last time we got together, it was during the summer of COVID. So we couldn't even hug or anything then. But we were hugging away weird. on Saturday night, I'll tell you that. Thank you very much but for letting us join in with your revelries. It was, it was strange because we'd met them both separately before, haven't we? Like, you know. Who? Um, Chair and Clarley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Georgia almost... and Charlie. Because we met Georgia when we went up. Yeah, we'll do a few weeks ago. And we had it? coffee and, and dinner with her. And then uh, we'd, we'd met Charlie when we went to go see Sal's play. Yeah, earlier this year. But this was this was a reunion of the foursome and all was right with the world. I had to... <laughs> the best evening. It was so really, really, really nice. And now you've I just had been a really, really all day nice. because I have, you're sad I that you're not... I can't do it. It's like when I left Manchester and I talked about that immense sadness at the end of my holiday. It's kind of been the same. Because I just had such a nice time and I had to go back to, to, to work today. And their kids are lovely, bless them. But I just had the most Can I just tell brilliant you, weekend. I think you're missing out on your true calling in life what's that I think you should be in PR because you like drinking you don't drink but you like sitting around with people and being lovely and giving them hugs yeah and and talking to theatre people you should be a PR for theatre oh maybe maybe anyway that's enough of that I I, I don't know I I think some people wanted to to hear about the joy that we had this weekend it was bloody brilliant something happy in a in a week that um, people lots of people have been very sad speaking of happy Gemma Yes. Does anybody have a happy birthday coming up this week? They do, and luckily... We're not doing a quiz. This is a short podcast. I don't know whether you've noticed that. Go on. Luckily, there were no birthdays at the weekend that we missed. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, there was. There was Kel Allen's birthday. Oh, shit, I didn't have a down. No, you didn't have Kel. Kel Allen turned 28 again on Sunday. Exactly. I sent her... I I, I texted her a few messages back and forth. Happy birthday, Kel. Happy birthday. Add a TLS to the 12th of September, producer Steve Frost... 13th of September, director Alan Bromley and Eric Potts, who played Dickory Compton. Uh, 14th of September, Frank Pemberton, who played Frank Barlow and Amanda Barry. Oh, Director Bob Hurd. 15th of September. When's Amanda Barry's birthday? 14th. 14th. I'll text her on Wednesday. Uh, 15th of September, Vicky Entwistle, who played Janice Battersby and Ashley Middleton, who is Sophie Webster the First. 
Lovely. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yes, this is a short podcast because it's currently ten, uh, quarter to ten. It is a school it's night. It's a school night. It's Monday night. There's going to be another... I don't... As I say, we don't know when Coronation Street's on this week. Literally, I don't know whether Coronation Street's on I tomorrow. I hope they catch up. I think I'd know if it was going to be on tomorrow. I think they would have told us by now, but the schedules are just all over the place at yeah, the moment, Yeah, but when we turned they? it on today at 8 o'clock, it was not Coronation Street. It wasn't. We turned it on. Like, oh, Everyone's no. like, hey, Ray, Coronation Street at last for the first time since Wednesday. Oh, no, look, there's the King's Knees. And, and the Queen's Coffin, and this, and they say Coronation Street is done. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that Coronation Street catches up to itself, because like this this week's supposed to be trial week. I know, it's messy. And I don't want to be waiting over no weekend for my trial result, thank you very much, Coronation Street. So do a bit of catch-up, I please. do think that we can contain coverage of current events to news channels. It also is like, you know, when we do the podcast on Friday night, I don't want to be waiting until next week again. So I think we'll record on Friday night, whether it's two episodes, three episodes, what, I don't know. But um, Well, the, the thing is, it was the, the, our main motivation was that we knew something that was going to happen and we couldn't wait to talk yes. to you about it. So, and we, and we didn't want to waste an episode like going wonder what what spider secret is <laughs> when we knew yeah so we talk about that later i'm going to play a little 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 tune and then we'll get on to street talk so yeah maestro okay right let's do street talk i want to make this a quick one i don't want to go to bed okay, too late to, right. it's do not it's all right, school you, night you are wasting time by saying that That's sorry like 30 seconds worth oh my gosh right what have we got to talk about this week we got we got a whole week and a bit's worth of no it's a yeah it's a week eight days worth of coronation to do but it's only three episodes and we're going to kick off it's the with... same as normal what are you on about yeah, but I'm trying to think back to like last Monday and the protest and everything, and it seems like so long ago, doesn't it? Um, everyone will be really happy to know that I've used the extra time that we've had this weekend mm. to invent a new word. What is that? I think I've invented a new word. What? Agitarian, which is somebody who agitates people oh. and enjoys winding them up, um, but believes it's their moral duty to do so. Oh, well, get it in the dictionary. But I don't know whether... It maybe is already a word. Whether Spider and what's Griff mm. and Toya are agitarians. I don't think that they enjoy winding people up. I think they just do it by accident. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, that story first. I want to call it Spider, because he's a spy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Kind of a spy? A detective spies? Who's he, he spying on? Don't know. Um, Come back to that in a minute. Yeah, they are. They, yeah, spy. This is a sort of spy, isn't a spy. it? He's in disguise. Well, a spy? A spy is like... Oh, on the side of good, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's on the side... We've got to find out. We'll, we'll talk well, about that in a minute. Next we up, we're going to talk about... We what? all support His Majesty's Police, don't His we? His Majesty's Police. He's got police. a new boss this week. He has, but they didn't talk didn't about it. didn't say. mention it, did he? I hear that on EastEnders tonight, they had an extra scene where they talked about the Queen dying. They've got to take down all... do like to do that. got to take down all the pictures of the Queen, put the King up now. Yeah. Aww. I kind of... I know, it's not a, it's would not you like Coronation Street to do it? No. I think we, we must have talked about it a lot of times before about commenting on current affairs and everything. I mean, this does feel like one of the biggest things but that listen, they could insert a scene about. But I, just, I don't know whether it would feel weird or not or fake. I texted you, didn't I? This was an unexpected event, so I think it would be weird. But I, I do expect them to talk about the coronation because they're Coronation Street. Yes, maybe. I'm really excited. I can just imagine Jenny and Daisy putting out the bunton. I think they will. And if Spider's still in it, it'll be like, oh, I think it's just a manifestation of the patriarchal nature of society that we have a king <laughs> that we have to worship. He's just an ordinary man. And then someone will say, but Spider, isn't he very into the environment? He'll go, I'll give him a pass on that one then. <laughs> 
I love Audrey to say, oh, I met him once, love, 20 years ago. Did you know I that shook his hand. Ha- now, also, Charlie, at the weekend, pointed out, very good fact, that um, King Charles mm. is now the only character, possibly named character, to have appeared in EastEnders and Coronation Street. That's true. Because he was in both He was in EastEnders just recently, wasn't he? Confirming... It's the soap multiverse. If we didn't know already, thanks to their environmental stuff that they did, that it is a shared universe between yeah. those two programmes, yeah. at least. Okay, so, next, second story up tonight, we're going to talk about the James Bailey stuff, which I spent ages trying to come up with. Where did, oh, we were on a... Because I, I, I heard about this a few weeks ago, that this was going to happen, and we were going on a trip with your parents somewhere and I was just thinking through the whole time what can I call this story and the best I could come up with is professional kicker dodgy ticker which isn't the best it's fine um reading the red is going to be next and then I'm like this one about Sam's change why is it reading the red what does that he's mean got, he's got no money is he I know but what's that what's that is in the, it just in sounds the red. like it read red We've had this one for weeks. You should know, have lodged a complaint a month ago. Yeah. Right, the Sam story, I'm pleased with Why this Why can't one. it be called Seeing Reed? Oh, he is, I suppose he's a bit angry, isn't he? Yeah. Sam's story, like, he's, he's having a bit of a, a makeover, isn't he? He's desperately attempting a makeover of himself to make himself more cool. I'm calling it Sam Difference. Good one. a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. We've also got, and we can confirm, that Ken is making changes to Roxana now, isn't he? So we can absolutely call the play story, Ken makes a play for Wendy, which <laughs> is the most awesome double meeting ever. We had a little bit more of the Cardi story, the Kurt line coming in tonight, as well as a couple of scenes of the stew been framed. But Spider first. Um, do you want to do it? You do it. You do Spider. I'm going to do Spider just like Toya did. <gasps> what a hussy she is, isn't Total she? Total hussy, that strumpet. Toya. Real strong. I'm on Sarah's side, I tell you what. You're not, are you? <laughs> She's probably the no. first per- first person on Coronation Street to ever look like higher than the door, the doorway, yeah. going past there. <laughs> Come on, stupid coincidence is that. Cavorting around. Cavorting on your... the balcony, and who should be downstairs? Oh, look, it's my, it's my dead husband's mum. It's the old Sour mother-in-law. Sour-faced old troller. <laughs> right, go on. Back to the protest, Gemma. Monday last Monday. week. Monday. Right, okay, so Spider catches up with Toya, and he starts to explain what, where he went. I don't remember where he went. She says, fine. Well, it was after, it was after they kind of confessed their love for each other or something, wasn't it? And he went... And he, and he, and he just and, disappeared and she's off like, Look, down the drain pipe. We can't be together because it's too complicated. And he says, Look, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean you. It's what, you said, what I said about you being a liability, but I don't want you to go to this protest. And she's like, well, I'm going anyway. Toya's a bit of a flip-flopper this week, isn't she? She's like, I can't be with you. Oh, no, I can be with you. She's I can't be with emotions. you. Drop your jaws, mister. She's feeling emotions, Michael. Yes. Toya, Nina and Asha are making banners in the cafe. Where else would they go? Leanne comes in and says, I'm coming to the protest <laughs> to be annoying. Um, she just wants to keep her eye on her She wants sis. to stand there with her arms crossed, looking very uh, annoyed, everyone. That yes. must have been great fun for her to film. <laughs> Staring in a, what's the word? Disgust. Well, she's basically part of the protest if she's standing there. Don't, don't think she realises that. <laughs> Carla's been summoned to the cafe by Nina and... Um, they're saying, oh, we don't want to cause any prob- pro- trouble. We want to do a a peaceful process, a protest. Mm-hmm. And and then she says to Carla, have you really looked into Adele Dazeen's business practices? <laughs> and Carla says, look, oh, fine, I will then. So have you seen that Adele Dazeem is going to be in that new um, Little Mermaid live remake? Because she is. What's she going to be? I don't know, but she's in it. Mm. What do you think about that, eh? Mm. 
I don't like these live action Disney remakes. I hate all the live action Disney remakes, but I, I have seen on Twitter all these little girls, all these little black girls and um, teenagers and women watching the trailer and just crying about how happy they are. So I think it's really beautiful. That's that, nice. I think that's the most, that's the nicest thing I've seen all week. But the cartoon's going to be better, isn't it? I know, but uh, oh, they just say that. How could you? How could you be mad at people who are so happy about something? Oh, okay. okay, carry it's on. It's such an innocent thing. It's such a beautiful, innocent thing to to like be happy about. Just let them be happy about them. What's wrong with people? <laughs> let them have their mermaid. Yeah, we that... have our cartoon mermaid. They can have their real life, Michael... real life actual mermaid. <sighs> so anyway, this is fuck that. I don't want to get into. Live action Little Mermaid. No, fine. So this I short episode. It. Short episode. I support it. Good. Michael doesn't care, as usual. Mm. Nina's trying to back, make Carla back down, basically, before the protest gets going, doesn't she? Well, there's a decent turnout at the protest, and then Aaron and Tyrone watch on, and they're a bit bemused, and then um, Leanne's there with her arms folded, as we all uh, knew that she would be, and um, it becomes... Nadine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up? I just need to write something down. So Nadine comes up in his car. What are you writing? I'm really, I'm really interested. You Nadine rolls up in his car and the protesters are like, come on through. <laughs> Don't let us stop you. <laughs> it gets out. They're not very good at <laughs> They're not very good. Okay, right. They didn't can exactly say, glue themselves to the cobbles, did something? they? Um, after, now I've got all the knowledge in the world about the, the filming practices of Coronation Street because I saw them film about three scenes. So I know everything there is to know. You cannot beat me on knowledge. Um, and I can therefore also extrapolate and speculate and be completely 100% right about everything I see in the future, even though I haven't seen that being yes, filmed. Yes, yes. Okay, that disclaimer out of the way. I can totally understand now why some of these scenes, when you really look at the people in the background, look really, I'm going to say it, a bit lame. <laughs> because bored. they're just standing there and they look to me, you know like when you're watching a cartoon and the people in the background are animated with like three different things and they're just p- pumping their arms up and down going, we don't like this. They did, they, we there were a couple of like frames, this. these, uh, these protesters. Yeah, they? they literally weren't animated all the way through. It's because they've <laughs> got to... FPS film it from all these different angles and all these different scenes and retaking the same bit again and again they can't really be elaborate with it because they'll forget mm. what they did yeah I didn't think it was too bad a protest to be honest I, I was, think I was thinking that there would be about three people turned there were out, lots of people there but yeah. just as long as you don't actually look at the people in the background who, who were just like down with this. <laughs> Down with this. They should have got those Coronation Street cardboard cutouts that you can get. You know, like that Gail Platt one that they had for auction yeah. the other week. Everybody's you know? standing there with um Tony... Tony Gordon masks Yeah, on. that would have scared her. <laughs> anyway, Adele Dazeen comes out of the car, glares at everybody. He's like a proper villain. Yeah. He, 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 needs a, he needed a cloak. Kind of... And like um, sweep <laughs> off into the, the factory. Cloak made of knicker fabric. Yeah, with like a nice lace trim <laughs> and gusset down the back. <laughs> Carla tells him she's pulling out of the deal and he's incensed. He calls her spineless and then um, he walks off and he makes a phone call to the police to complain about the disturbance outside. Um, Spider. Disturbance in the force. Spider, I can't really remember what Toya was doing. She was just she kind was of standing there looking a bit like Leanne a bit was doing, like both just standing there. I can't remember that she had a placard or not. I no, she just she didn't have her arms she crossed. She was like, I think she's trying to get into it, but also realizing that oh, this is getting a little bit. I think I'd be a bit, a bit awkward out of a depth in a protest. Yeah. 
I've been on March. I've been on marches, but I've not been on a protest. Toya has, you know, she's a pro at the old protest circuit, isn't she? I but, think uh, protests a bit too um, confrontational for me. Yeah. I well, think... It's much better to go online and tweet about it. <laughs> right, so um, Toy- Spider tells Toya's got a bad feeling about this and she should head off and she won't. And then the police turn up and it's Officer Craigie and he's like, stop protesting. Um, I'm going to start arresting you if you don't go. And Carla comes out and says, look, I'm sorting it out. Don't worry about it. Everyone calm down. And I think she tries to tell them that she's not actually going to go ahead with this deal. And then somebody throws a milkshake at her feet. Hold my milkshake. (laughs) What a waste of a milkshake. (laughs) If there's a strawberry one, it's all right. Nobody's mourning that. Oh, really? If it's like salted caramel or something, then um, I'll be licking the Carla's feet. That's disgusting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she gets a milkshake at her feet. Griff throws a bottle at Craig's head, which I think is rude. Donk. Gets taken away, and Toya's looking a bit nervous. And then Spider... Toy, I think, because Toya didn't see Griff chuck the bottle, did she? Now, I don't think I wrote any notes about no, this. No, well, but I think... As the week goes on, she's like, he didn't throw the bottle, and the end's like, he really, really did. Toya also, takes a bit of convincing that he's a wrong'un. Also, don't they go up to Toya and start saying that she did it? And then Spider heads them off by, like, going up to the police officer and going, eh, gives him a shove. Yes. Clue number one this week that he was trying to get himself purposefully arrested. He just gives this little, very obvious mini prod, What do you mean, he? clue number one, he was trying to get himself arrested? Well, no, I mean that he was, um, you know, that he was working with the police, clearly. No, I, no, that's it, not clue number one, he was working with the police. Clue number one, he was working with the police was when he came back round the corner going, it's all right, they just let me go. No, yeah, 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 but this is clue this... Okay. It, it, there was, that was too. not a clue. I just what think that when he about? went up to the police officer and was like, gave him a very, he was like, shove, and there was like, oh no, don't arrest me. Thanks, mate. No, he didn't actually it say that. It wasn't like that, Michael. That's how I remembered it. Well, you were remembering it wrong. Okay. There was no clue there. There I was there no was. clue. Okay, fine. It, no, you're supposed to think he's just trying to stop Toya from being arrested. That's what you were supposed to think. Maybe it was because I knew what his secret was. It might be. Maybe. Right, later on, the protest has died down because everyone's a bit bored. And Carla's tending to Craigie's boo-boo. Because <laughs> Beth doesn't turn up. Somebody mentions, like, go and get Beth, and Carla's like, no, she's sewing or something. But literally, throughout the whole of this, I was expecting at some point for Beth to come calling out, I actually oh, really would have loved to have seen um, Beth go off on everybody and, uh, like, come... come whirlwinding out of the factory going oh Craig I knew that this would be bad oh I can't believe you've been hurt Ma'am, on the not job. When I'm at work oh you need some workers comp for this you can't go to work tomorrow <laughs> you've been injured um, you've been injured I mean Pistro injured <laughs> um, Toya stops over and says none of this would have happened if Carla hadn't called the police and Carla said I didn't call the police and then Toya goes to the bistro and Leanne follows her because she remembers that she works there and she doesn't get paid to stand around protesting. Toya... She doesn't stand get paid to stand around not protesting. Well, she what? was protesting because she was standing in the protest. Okay. So what? So she should have been there with a sign that says, I'm not with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with them. I'm just looking after my sister. I'm a conscientious objector. Yes. I'm a, what's it, what are they called when you go to a war zone and they watch what's happening? I don't know, there's a special sort of person that goes and just checks that you're not doing anything. <laughs> you're allowed to kill each other, but that's it. No fighting. <laughs> um, okay, so 
in the bistro, Toya tells the aunt that Spider's a hypocrite because he didn't even want her to take part. And then he's the one that goes and does violence and gets himself arrested. And Leanne says, it's because I asked him to do something and he was protecting you. Mm. Okay. 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 Then Spider's like, hello, they let me out. They just said, don't do it again. And I was like, well, I can't promise anything. And they said, well, what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> God, a week ago and you still remember it word for word. I know. This is, this is good. I know. It's like, it's like the writers in the room. <laughs> um, he meets Toya in Victoria Gardens and he says he'll always have her back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the flat, Toya tells Spider that she loves him too. They can have a secret romance. And he's like, oh, sorry, I don't know how to say this, but I've already got a wife. I'm married. And she's like, oh, no, this is a trigger. I specifically didn't want you to lie to me about things. <laughs> you remember why I killed my first husband? Because he lied to me. And then she chucks him out. And he's like, oh, dear. Do you like my spider impression? Yeah, it's pretty good. Does, it quite nicely. Um, on Wednesday, Toya and Griff are in Victoria Gardens and they're slacking spider right off. Then he turns up and he offers to buy him a coffee. And she's like, no. And also, um, Griff is there, and he says he didn't know that Spider was married. Yes. Now, I just want to say that we both knew that uh, Spider was secretly a policeman. Yes, we did find that out. So when he said he was married, I thought he was lying. So did I. Like I spent the whole of the, the week since Wednesday yeah. thinking, that's yeah, not right. his secret, yeah, he's right. not really married. <clears throat> he's not married. Married to the force, maybe. Is that, or married to the job. Um... Yeah, I thought he was lying. Mm. Um, so when Griff said, I didn't know that Spider was married, I was like, yeah, of course you didn't, because he's not. Yeah. But it looks like he is. We haven't, you know, haven't I'm guessing her. so. We haven't seen her. I haven't seen later, the wedding snap. the guys are in the cafe, and Spider's miffed when Griff says he's going to have a drink with Toya later, and Peter's interested, and Griff starts talking about big pharma companies or something, I don't really know. And then they start talking about conspiracies, which I love. Yeah, and that kind of winds into a happened. scene between Nina and Asher yeah. a little bit later as well, doesn't it? With all the talking about... It was, it was a nice little scene. It was very, you know, inconsequential, but they're just having a joke about, oh... Yeah, the, yeah. there's something in your COVID oh, vaccine. No, wasn't and it something to do with um, the New World Order or something? Yes, and, yeah. I love like all that stuff. I don't. I don't like. I don't like pharmaceutical and COVID conspiracy. I think they're all terrible. But I do like. You know, who killed JFK? It was a fun little scene. It did feel a little bit cut for Canada, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe that's the next big story. It kind of does tie into to Peter and his uh, Mr. Thorne story, hey, doesn't it? Where's he giving up about that, isn't he? You I can't think he'd be joining in? on this. You think Peter would join in all these protests, going, yeah, protest against rich people. Is that what we're doing? Because <laughs> it is, isn't it? Really? Yeah, basically. Can I, Peter should be mad at Adele Dazeem for encompassing everything he hates about Mr. Thorne. Rich guy, push people around, victimises the poor. Yeah, but he can't protest against his his wife's boss. Oh, like his wife's, wife's, what not boss, potential He can, supplier. as long as she don't find out. But she has found out. She's a bit miffed with him later You're in the right. week, isn't she? I'm, it's all I'm, coming back. I'm it's been almost stupid. a week since we've watched this. Very stupid, Gemma. Continue. Um, they go to Toya, the pub. Peter and Griff go to the pub and Peter thinks Griff is, is a decent bloke. And then Toy gets a text from Spider saying he's sorry. She puts a phone in a bag. Griff and Peter start going on about the man, and Toy goes and gets mad. Carla tells Peter that she doesn't want him to hang around with these guys, and he says, "You can't tell me who I have a drink with," and leaves. Carla sees Leanne later and tells her to warn Toya off that Griff. 
And Leanne's surprised to hear that Toya is getting close to him. And um, if he's capable of assaulting a police officer, what else could he do? What else could he do? Assault the Queen. Can't no, do can't that do anymore. that anymore. He's... In the flat later, Leanne tells Toya that she shouldn't really be hanging around with Griff. And Toya says, shut up about that. Guess what? Spider's only married. He's been keeping secrets all this time. I don't need that kind of thing right now. And I also don't need your advice, Leanne, actually. Just shove it. I'm going for a walk. Ooh, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Lucky really tired. Friday slash Monday. Yes, I have written Friday it's in fine. the notes. It is we'll Monday, rewrite yeah. history and maybe we can go back to Wednesday and everything will be fine again. Mm-hmm. Um, Toya's hurrying off in the morning to see Griff and Leanne's not impressed. <laughs> Leanne is just so sour all the way through. Like, uh, I think you're doing the wrong thing here. Uh, she's just trying to protect her. <laughs> I, I, I can see where she's coming from. <laughs> um, Leanne reminds her about the trial and she's like, oh, don't talk to me about it. I don't even know if they're going to show it next week. Leanne sees Spider in the street and has a go at him for leading her toy on despite being married. And she tells him about Griff and Spider says, I'll try and keep him away from Toya. So Peter and Toya get talking in the street and he says, you can talk to me whenever you want. She looks, she's really sad um, because everything's going wrong. She doesn't know who she can trust. She's got the trial coming up. Leanne's just had a go at her. So she's feeling very overwhelmed. Um, and then he gives her a hug and then who comes up? But Sarah Habib. Sarah Habib jumps out of the car, car, going, "I'm come to see my grandson, the one you robbed of a father, you hussy." And she starts accusing Toya of being with with uh, Peter, and Toya's like, "No, that's an old storyline. Did you not watch it? Then I was the landlady. Did you hear that?" <laughs> Sarah would never believe that. No, Sarah starts having to go at her and, and accusing her of all this and that. And Toya says, "I wish I was dead, not Imran." And then Sarah says, "Yeah, I agree." <gasps> Or a bitch. Griff comes along and sends her on her way. And they go to the pub. And for some reason, Gemma's there. I don't know why I, she... It wasn't the pub, it was the cafe. Sorry, they go, the sorry yeah, they go to the cafe and Gemma I comes up. I didn't get why Gemma and, was and needed Bernie, in that scene whatsoever. For some reason, Bernie and Gemma involved themselves a little bit by sympathising. Although it was really nice that Gemma was sympathetic to Toya. Because I don't know how many people on the street actually like her at the moment. I don't think anybody does. Well, Gemma's nice to her. Yeah. She, she wasn't very helpful. No. But she, she was nice. And then Spider comes in and Toya's all on edge. And he says... Um, she, she, she basically says, she, it's a free country, come in and sit with me if you want to. Griff, um, Griff's like, do you know what we should do? We should let the air out of Sarah's tyres. And I was like, oh, this guy. Like, Marvel. I like this guy. <laughs> he's like me, but he actually does the evil stuff he's doing. He's, he's <laughs> so suggesting. evil. I is evil. What a deflator. It's going to be very inconvenient for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spider's like, yeah, we always do that. It's, it's really funny. And um, so I was like, what, just letting air out of people's tyres? And it seems like Spider and Griff are like the, the suitably large car police. And if your <laughs> car is too big, they'll let the air... And, and it, what was it Griff was saying? Yeah, we take the air out of tyres and we leave a note on their windscreen to let them know what's happened. It's oh, good, what does it say? So Dear horrible car owner, you, I've got a car that's way too big for you. And so we let the air out of the tyres. Why do you even need a big car? Your your husband and daughter and son or dead. So who's driving in it with you? Also, we have got very good public transportation links. Please see the website, weatherfieldtransport.gov.uk. <laughs> yeah, but Griff's all about the tram system, isn't it? He probably loves it. Right, so yeah, this is their grand plan, isn't it? To, to inconvenience. 
a grieving mother <laughs> who's visiting her, her only living only relative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't people like these protesters? I'm not sure. So, um, uh, Spider warns Toya not to involve herself. And she's like, you don't get to tell me what to do. I'm in. And then, and then Gris's like, well, we need another person. Cause this is low tires. level meddling. I can do, I can do that. Says Toya. Griff says we need another person. Cause there's four tires on a car. There's only three of us. <laughs> yeah. Nina? Nina? Oh yeah, I bet she'd love it. She'd do it, wouldn't she? Yeah. Um, right, so Griff is later in the ginnel with some petrol telling Spider that he wants to set the car on fire and he hopes Toya will be up for it. And Spider's like, I'll go and ask. <laughs> Hello, would you like to do some arson? Do you remember that scene a couple of years ago when Abby blew up the guys yeah. and everybody loved that? Do you want to walk away from an exploding yeah, car? Yeah, do you want to walk Your away from Your popularity would rocket, Toya, because I, I don't it. think you're in the A tier of Coronation Street characters just saying at the moment. Yeah. But... Pretty unpopular, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but we're gonna—I'm gonna champion her for until the day shit I die or she dies. <laughs> Don't know. Um, she is a so character, so it's she, it could more be likely moment. to be her. <laughs> trying to blow up a car seems quite <laughs> quite dangerous. Spider gets to see Toy in the flat, and he says, um, "Griff is dangerous. Don't get involved." And she doesn't believe him when he says that Griff is gonna torch the car. And she tries to leave, and he stops her. And he says, I love you. My marriage is over. Please let me explain. And he says, at one point he says something like, I have a, I have a marriage, but I don't have a wife or something like that. Yes. Which I thought was a bit rude. <laughs> so um, he tries to explain. His name, her name is Leela. Layla. I Layla. didn't know how to spell it. Layla. Yes. They've not spoken in a long time. And they were vol- volunteering in South America. Mm-hmm. And they hit it off straight away. They got married three months later. Then he mentioned something which I think might be important later. They say, um, he says they went to one protest and it was really awful and it turned her off of protesting. And, you know... And he said on him too, really. Bless Toya. She's not a gossip like I am. I'd be like, what happened? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me all the secrets. What do you mean? What happened? What, what on could be South that American bad? American protest. What could be that bad that you both decide or she decides she wants to live in the suburbs <laughs> so she decides Child she wants murder. to yeah i reckon i reckon i think that there is so there was an evil turtle murderer yes. okay and they yeah. so they were like oh protect the turtles and then somebody like hits him or like stabs him <laughs> you know that's not the only way to protect turtles and then he like sadly crawls away leaving a trail of blood and they're yeah. like let's follow and kill Finish off the evil turtle murderer and then he crawls all the way to an orphanage where he's the only man that works there mm-hmm. and all the orphans are starving to death and the only, and he's been killing turtles to feed them. I hope we uh, get to see a flashback of this. If and it's then true. they realise that they're, they're the evil ones because yeah. he was just doing the best he could. And if they had only helped him and listened to his story, then he could have explained mm. that he was only murdering turtles for orphans. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. And I, I guess we'll find out. They could definitely film this down the little um canal bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> down the side of the studios. Because it's got water in it. Yeah. You yeah. could you could get a little plastic get, turtle, can yeah, you? You could pretend that was South America. This is the beaches sure. of South America. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they saw something. Anyway, something bad happened and they don't want to protest anymore. No. Um, maybe it was a dirty protest. Oh, yeah, maybe. She wants to settle down. She just um, turned, it, turned her right off, get a proper job. But it wasn't right for him. And then he says, I never felt the way 
I never felt about her the way I feel about you. Oh. And he also says something else that you haven't written it down. What? I did, Didn't I... he say it was only ever you? Oh, yeah, he did say that. <sighs> only ever you, Toya. Yeah. Um, Toya is determined uh, to go after Sarah's car. And then Spider tells her that she's lost just as much as, as Toya has, maybe even more. And um, he's like, don't... Don't take yourself down with her or something. Michael's I don't remember. Michael's cryptic note makes no sense. I don't, I don't know. Toya says, I don't care what happens to me. I'm fed up with being the good girl. And doesn't she show us that? <laughs> also, she says, I do love you, but I can't get in a relationship with you. And he goes to leave and then she stops him. And then she says, I can't be the other the other woman. Is it I don't definitely... want to be like that trollop Abby. <laughs> yeah. Is it definitely yeah. over? Yeah. Definitely finished with, with your Layla. wife. And he's like, yeah, definitely. And then they shag each other. <sighs> well, they just kiss first. Well, yeah. And then one thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, she's wearing a, a kimono. And we know what that means. Ben Carlo. <laughs> so, they're out, out on the, the balcony, yeah. flaunting her bits. Yeah. Airing them out afterwards. <laughs> um, protesting each other very intimately. <laughs> and who should be watching but Sarah, who has just she climbed out of her there. giant earth killing SUV or whatever it is mm. I don't really know what an SUV is I have to admit that I don't know people giant talk to car. me about them quite a lot I just think yeah it's just a giant car isn't it is that yeah. just not what it means yeah so I'm surprised to see her with her car not on fire because I think Griff is all talking no action I know I think that they, he should set fire to the car with Sarah in it just a suggestion <laughs> um, later on Toya finds Griff in the pub and she's and he's like where's Spider and she's like I don't know um but she doesn't want to sabotage Sarah's tyres now. Sarah goes to the police station and she's like, I've got information that you should know. Guess what? My ex-daughter-in-law is a right slapper. And I saw her in spider canoodling. And the police is like... Spider, eh? Spider mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then the police um, officer saying, well, there's no crime about having a kiss. And then Sarah says, well, she must have been having this affair. And before because how could she move on so quickly because she hasn't seen old coronation street yes so how? she doesn't know that there's a back story it there. seemed like you know pretty petty yeah but i'd be like this and any uh, i would i suppose if you really really if really wanted to get son, somebody sent down you'd be clutching at straws and this is totally clutching at straws here no if you're convinced your son plastic murdered, straws probably because but, she's evil yeah she's evil she doesn't care about turtles no. just like that man yeah. in south america that looks very much like Manchester Canals. So um, the police officer's like, okay, right, right, I'll write it all down. And um, Sarah says, yeah, this is when she says, I don't know his name, but they call him Spider. And she's like, ah. Toya's all cheery in the bistro of the elevator, <laughs> full of the joys of spring. Uh, she says she's done with Griff, but Spider's different and I trust him. I completely trust him. He's got no secrets from me. Cut to Spider in Villain's Alley. Um, leaning against a wall, looking like he's about to do a drug deal, but no, the police lady from earlier, Swain, comes up to him and says, hello, DC Nugent. <laughs> and he's like, shut up, don't call me that around here. Um, and then he said, she says, um, you've been playing a dangerous game, sleeping with someone who's on a murder charge. And he says, oh, that's nothing to do with my case. I could do what I like. And she says, I'll tell your handler, um, unless you help me, get dirt on her. I want you to find out how she killed her husband. I think it's obvious how she killed her <laughs> husband. And then she says to him, if you let a murderer walk free, free, your case and your career are both dead. Is she worth it? Ooh. And then he has to look like, I don't know. 
hound. Is he gonna? Is he gonna rat her out? I hope he doesn't. Well, this isn't gonna go I well, is it? I, I'm not. I don't even know whether Toya even knows. I, 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 I just don't know what's going on with this. Like the trial is literally this week coming up, and it doesn't feel still. We've been talking about this over the last few days, haven't we? That there's a whole lot of a build up to it. I know lots of people have been, well, mostly Spider and Leanne have been saying, "Your trial's coming up. Your trial's coming up." And I know that um, Toy's been getting herself into all this kind of mischief as a way of avoiding thinking about the trial, but. It, it doesn't really feel like it doesn't feel like a big Corrie trial build up, does it? And like this time last year, we were having Nina going off and having a flashbacks and everything and remembering exactly what happened. And and you know, back in May I thought, Oh, we're gonna have a flashback to find out what happened in the car and, you know, what happened to cause Toya to, to crash the car and everything. And I'm like, I've I've got no idea. Did she literally just crash the car with him in? But then where's the mystery and the drama there? If she if she knew what she was doing, whether she whether she crashed the car because I she, you know, temporarily took leave of her senses, or whether she took crashed the car because she just got really mad for a second, she kinda of, you need to throw the book at her. I don't know how she's gonna escape this really. I know, we've built up this kind of elaborate um story in which one of them was drugged or there was a man had his heart attack or there was before or... or there was some kind of like didn't we say there was somebody in the car and then they ran him off the that... road yeah. because the whole point of this is that she doesn't remember what happened so she is not she can't be a witness to what happened because she doesn't remember she's also not reliable because she would lie why doesn't she just say i remember i didn't do it <laughs> anyway um and then like so 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 we've been sort of going all oh, because she's got this missing memory. There's there must be more to it. There must be more to it. I'm starting to think there isn't more to so it. So am I. And you know, and and and, and Charlie and and Georgia, bless them, they wouldn't tell us no. if there was more. No. But back in May, I was thinking, oh, we haven't seen the last of Imran. He's going to be in flashbacks. They did the old flashback last year. Now I'm thinking, I they don't, wouldn't. I tell don't us. know whether they and would. They, they really would. They absolutely wouldn't got, tell us. We don't really talk about no um, um, things like that. Well, they know that we don't want to know. But yeah. I'd really like there to be, but I just, I don't know how we can end the week with the judge saying, oh yeah, you didn't mean to, so... But they can't prove she didn't. No. She can't, they can't prove anything because it's about what she thought in her head. You remember when you were on the jury, one of your things that you had to decide was whether a man intended to do something that he did for yeah. a malicious reason or not. And it's like, well, I don't bloody know. What's the, you know, I guess you can say all the evidence here is that, oh, she had this voice message or they were having an argument Mm. or whatever, but... I just really like Toya to come out of this triumphant, but I don't know how she can. No, I know. And, oh, God, it's it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to be a Toya supporter at the moment, because she's, this this whole thing isn't a good look for her, is it? Even, like, on the trial, on the protest, and she's just, she's coming across as a bit of a nuisance, and where she's, um... You know, she's saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to you know, protest against the down the Zim. And she's just coming across, she's just been a bit high and mighty. She's being very highly strung. She's being snappy with everybody. She's just, uh, it's really sad that she's not coming across particularly likeable. And, and you know, we're seeing all these people online as well saying, bloody Toya, throw the book at her. Which is sad. It just feels like they've really done a number on her, doesn't it? Well, this is what happened with Leanne, with, um, with Ollie. And we were like really defending Leanne and saying... Um, people are, you know, I think she, I think, I've said, and I've said it before, it's important for Soap 
soaps to not make everybody into saints. You know, saints and sinners, it's a bit boring. Um, we want a bit of grey and it's very interesting because Toya is a bit of a grey character at the moment but unfortunately a lot of people don't like nuance it seems or, or they kind of love to persecute women specifically for you know not being likeable when they're in extreme throes of grief and tragedy which I think is very um, understandable. The, I think one of the main things that where this is lacking momentum and uh, urgency and intrigue is that Imran's been completely forgotten, really. I mean, Toya, talk, Toya says every now and then, I wish I, it was me that had died and stuff, but I just think that if they had focused a bit more on, on Imran, it might give it a bit more of a, you know, mm. of a heart. It just feels like she's just mad that people are taking her to court but she's and then it's also it is I mean like Sarah was saying she's moved on super quick hasn't she I don't think the writing I think the writing's throwing the character under the bus I, it, myself it feels like because it is I, if, if this if all the trial stuff had happened really quickly and I know trials don't just organise themselves in five minutes but the, the momentum's gone she has been um, copping off with spider left right <laughs> and centre and but she's she needs love, you know? I know, and and it's not just any person. It's in very it's very very significant. This is this is it's spider hugely her first significant. Love. And honestly, if this was anybody else, this is literally any other character, I'd be a lot more harsh on her. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, oh yes, yeah, spider, he is right, he is right for Toya, isn't he? You're like, and that's the tragic I thing. And I feel like spider. I'm I feel like I'm totally betraying Imran's memory. I know. So I'm just as bad as her, really. Yeah. But I think, oh Moving gosh, on. I really want Spider and Toya to stay together. I was a little bit sick of the back and forth. I hate Spider one minute and now I love him the next minute, which just seemed to, um, uh, what was going on this week. But well, when he's saying, oh, it was only story. ever you, I was like, oh. oh. when he said that, I, was, I thought that was Because they were true. clearly meant from each other, weren't they? You know, looking back 20, 25 years or whatever, they were, they were, they were perfect. And she pined for him for a couple of years because he wasn't interested because she was, she was so much younger than him for a few years. Well, but... well we were talking about this in the car. We were coming back from Nottingham, I think. And mm. I said to you that... Spider could be a massively important character to help um, redeem Toya in the minds of, of people because she can be a bit, this might surprise people, but she can be a bit sanctimonious. What? Just a bit like Leanne, a bit like Maria. Um, but because Spider, and also the other thing is, people aren't really keen on protesters at the moment. Environmental protesters, protesters specifically because of how the media reports on them and sort of the impact that they have on normal everyday people trying to you know take their dad to blooming cancer um mm. appointment at the hospital or like getting in the way of people trying to take their kids to school and stuff and super gluing themselves to works of art etc etc but because spider is sort of he's the undercover policeman and we're really making a big assumption here that he is um investigating griff and he is there to kind of see these agitators and these people that 
pushed the protest into violence. Yeah, well, that's because that's because to Swain, wasn't it? At the end, she was sat here, when she was talking to him in the alley, and he said, "Well, Toya's got nothing to do with my case." Yeah, so, so I, it's I thought he's not doing. Yeah, I. He's not... <laughs> what? Sorry, Gemma's got a funny phone lock screen at the okay, moment. Okay, yeah. Um, I just saw uh, a few weeks ago when when we heard that Spider was going to be an undercover cop. When, we, when somebody told us at Coronation Street, I thought, oh, is is he kind of I'm trying to get the dirt on... It, like, did, is, is he, he a spy on Toya? Yeah, is he, is he spying on Toya? Is he trying to get the dirt on her? So I'm really glad to hear that he's not, because I've been a bit unsure, like, should we trust him or not? But now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we should trust him. But now maybe maybe he should... Yeah, I mean, maybe he probably should tell Toya at some point, but maybe, I don't know how much you can or can't I don't think say you're allowed when to. you're an undercover policeman. That's the problem with it. Um, but... I forgot what I was saying. I don't know, because you also interrupted me when I was in the middle. Sorry, what were you saying? Well, I was trying to say that Spider coming at the angle of still completely believing in what they're protesting for, you know, he's still an environmentalist, he's still true to his core values, but he also is trying to prevent the nastier side of the protesters. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. That was Because obviously what he's here for is nothing to do with toys, so it's something else. And he's been doing an awful lot with the protesting. I, th- I think you're right. He, although when Griff turned up, Spider wasn't particularly pleased to see him, was he? I seem to remember. No, but that might have just be misdirection. But and it, it also it, might be like, oh, no, I didn't know that he was... Like, he also might have been like, oh, this is great because I'm just fanning around here with Toya. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I've got a job. The fact that they've decided over this week that Griff is a bit of an extreme protester because, you know, he throws bottles at Officer Craigie and he threatens to blow up cars. I think they're kind of (laughs) positioning him as a bit of a a, a radical and and he's... He's going to be building up to doing something. He's massive. going to do something really bad. Yeah, and then Spider's going to going to dob Stop him it. in basically, and then and then that's the end of that. And maybe that's when Toya finds out the truth about him. But right, so so um, so that that's what I'm saying about her character. Like, um, I think that he could if they get into a relationship because he's quite. I think he's quite a likable character. I think that Spider's a likable character, and I'm I'm pretty sure that back in the day, back in the nineties, he was really popular. I'm I, not sure. I don't that think he's... he's as popular now because of being with Toya. Yeah, I know, and and like you said about environmentalists and protesters not being. No, but that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Because he's against those particular sorts of protesters. That's how you ingratiate the character mm. to the general public oh, so yeah, who yeah. feels a bit fed up with. I just think he's really charming, and I think that if with, with all the drama, once it's all over and done with, I think that him and Toya do have a really great chemistry. They're a lovely match. But I don't know. I'm still not really sure whether people could take to them unless, like, you're 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 a mega, yeah, you know, whatever. Toya and Spider. I, well, I, I am. I don't, so I don't know. I, I'd like to think that he can. Um, he, he 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 can improve people's opinions of her. The other thing is, what's what's the where is there a long term um shot for that Spider could stay in the show? You know, is he a long term character? Because yeah, I don't know. If he's an undercover cop who is his main goal is to take down protesters, he can't stay in the show doing that because he's gonna have to be 
portable. <laughs> he's going to have to go mm. where they go. Well, yeah, and he's clearly not based in Weatherfield because yeah, Craig doesn't know about Spider, does he? No. Swain, for some reason, knows about him, but Craig's got no idea that Spider's a cop. So he's obviously doing it super, super secret. So, yeah, he, yeah. he's, he's going to be moving around like a little hobo, isn't but he? But I guess what's going to happen is he's going to have to blow his cover yeah. to save Toya from being blown up by, yeah. by Griff. And then he's going to be useless, really, as a as a undercover protest. Or is Toya going to um, be you know drawn into the the murky world of extreme protesting, and so and Spider will have think, to say no. Is that like extreme ironing? Yeah. Do you remember? No. Do you remember extreme ironing? Yeah, yeah I do. <sighs> and then planking. <laughs> um, but God, that I, was, I, those I, were simpler times, weren't they? Mm. I mean, the the whole thing about Spider is the f- the very fact that he's now working for the establishment is so anti what Spider stands for. Are you joking? He used to work for the council. Well, no, he, yeah, he worked for the for the unemployment office, didn't he? But he didn't want to, um, and he ended up standing on the tables and saying, oh, "No, I'm not. I, I can't work for the man. No way." I think you're right. I think. But when he's he right. go on. Well, when he did sign up for that, he he what, the, up for what? when he was working for the uh, the benefits office, one of his fellow protesters was also there as a boss, and he kind of convinced Spider that we're we're in here to take it down from the inside. So I'm thinking maybe that's the reason why Spider's done this. That he's it's like you're not listening to anything I've said. Doing it as a force for good. So, we had conversations about this. Okay, okay. Because he, I just literally said. He is legitimising the protest movement by removing the agitators and the violent people that break laws and undermine the the message. When people when people protest, one thing the media likes to do is to focus on the negative side of the impact of the protest, not the message the protesters are trying to give. So if Spider can root out all these people that are causing disruption and making people lose focus on what the point of the protest is, then people might actually listen to what they're saying mm, mm. instead of just going, oh, I don't, I don't like it when they glue themselves to Whistler's <laughs> mother. But do you think he does other crimes as well? Like if they say, right, DC New Deal, we've got a drugs case for you to do today. No way. Well, this is the question, isn't it? And how long has he been doing this? And I think I think anyone who's involved in undercover policing will say about 10 different things that he's done that's wrong and is it entrapment and yada, 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 whatever. Mm. Um, because he was the one that was leading a bunch of people to break into the brewery. That was his idea. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? It didn't very much seem idea. like he was, uh, was going to do so, that. So maybe that's the other thing, is that he's being a bit of a, you know, playing both sides a little bit and sort of... Um, yeah. getting away with stuff because he knows that mm. yeah I, I got a feeling that he's not going to be a policeman by by the time this story is out no but he'll always hate plastic straws yes um, anyway Toya obviously is going to lose her mind when she finds out he's lied to her and then we'll have the, the template scene of I specifically told you we would have no more secrets I thought you told me everything, but you still had one big secret. I will see. Yeah, then she'll I couldn't throw him tell out, you. And then next episode, they'll be back bonking again. They'll be like, Toy, I'm really sorry. I, 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 hang on a minute. I'm getting a phone call from Auntie M. She wants to talk to you. Toya, get back together with Spider. We're meant for each other. <laughs> there you go, see? We're meant for each other. Auntie M said so. I hope so. I hope so. Um, also, I also said to you, remember? What? It'd be good if they kept Spider in long enough. Hmm. To announce, you know, what's happened to, to, to Emily. But we also had a discussion about um, Eileen Derbyshire and what her agreement is with the show and whether she wants the character to die 
Yeah. Um, before she does, or if she wants. Well, she doesn't like. She doesn't. She doesn't like, like publicity. publicity does so I, I think that the agreement is that she, mm-hmm. when when she passes away, then they can kill off Emily. Yeah. Because I don't think she wants to talk to anybody about it, and that's fair play to her. I yeah, think she should no, be left alone. Right. She doesn't want to. Do you think? Yeah. We're gonna meet Layla. Yes. Is Mrs. Spider going to be coming around? She's also Gabrielle. What? No, she's yeah. not. Yeah, they're the same woman. <laughs> I, I'm very interested to delve more into Spider's backstory because, like you said, when he started talking about her today, I'd already kind of decided in my mind that he's not actually married, married at all. So that was kind of interesting. So my my idea here, this is what I'm thinking, is that they've thrown in the Spider is married thing, so they can have this backstory that explains why Spider turned into an undercover cop, and it's going to be something to do with that protesting went too far and I vowed that I would never allow that to happen again because I want everybody to focus on the planet and not mm. murdering turtle orphans. And so um, they just threw the, the married thing in as part of the backstory and they don't really have any plans. But if, this, if Spider's character stays in the show for long enough, there will be a shocking... Spider shocking secret revealed or mm. like spiders bath from past or whatever in the papers and then, you know, maybe a year from now they'll get the the wife in. Yeah. It I think it's sort of like what they what they've done um with Dee Dee where they've obviously not had any plans at all mm. for that character. She was just written in as part of the story and then they've just gone, Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. She got a mention tonight, didn't she? She got a shout out. about James's operation. So I, I just think that they put these these things in and we think that they've got a big plan. Mm. Because I think sometimes it it's beneficial for them to leave it very loose with the details because then they can fill it in yeah, exactly. to whatever they, they like. They want to later. You know, she could be South American. She could be from Wigan, she could be from France, they can, anything, they, as long as they don't put down too much information, they can weave it into a story later that... Yeah, should they wish, yeah. yeah. So, just before we move on to the next story then, what's going to happen at the trial? What do you say? If What's her verdict going to be? Is she going to be guilty or not guilty? Is she going to be, uh, is she going to be cutting up rocks with a pickaxe I by the end of the week? I just think she's not going to be guilty, but I just... I, I, I just, could... I cannot put it, and again, we have got absolutely no, no idea. We do know some of the things that are going to be happening um, later this year on Coronation Street from our little trip there, but we have literally got zero clue about what's happening with Toya, and I'm glad I don't know, but... Because the other thing I is... I just can't see that she's going to get sent down, but then I can't see how she's not going to. But don't I don't forget, know how isn't a letdown. Don't forget also that a character being in prison does not stop them anymore from appearing in the show. No, no, of course, not with the prison set and everything. But it, but the other thing is, okay, right, so this, okay, so, so you might, oh, you're... I think maybe if Toya goes to prison, Spider's an expert tunneler, isn't he? So we can tunnel her out like the Shawshank Redemption. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say is, yeah. um, if Toya goes to prison, um, how long do you get for murdering your husband? Do you get less time because, you know... <laughs> They're like... I'm glad you don't know this. I'm glad you yeah, haven't researched it, it beforehand. But the judge is like, normally, if, you know, for murdering someone, it's like 10 years, but have we given people five for husbands because we know what they're like. <laughs> um, but, you know, how long is it going to be? It's going to be It's going to be years Many and years, years and years, right? So listen, if then she goes to prison, the only way that the character's going to get out in any reasonable amount of time 
to, to make sense that she stays in the show is that it turns out that she was actually not guilty all along. The only way that that can happen is if they find new evidence. They're not going to find new evidence because I don't, think, I don't think that the story is about that. And we made up this kind of elaborate thing in our minds that there might be CCTV footage from somewhere else or a witness or something. Yeah. I just don't think they're that bothered about the story as we are. Which um, is annoying because I was super invested in it and had all these great ideas for where I thought it could go. I'm really curious. But it curious. really is just as simple as she drove into a brick wall and did she do it on purpose or not? I'm really curious. And at least there's one good thing about the Coronation Street being so, delayed is we don't have to wait too long to find out. Yeah. Like there's not, by the end of the week, Maybe. we might know. But yeah, so just so I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. And I've made predictions where I've said on... My my idea based on the structure of storytelling and how I think that they can write this is so yada 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 and being completely wrong, but I just can't see how if she gets found guilt found guilty that the story could follow her. No. The way that they've put it together, but I could be wrong. We'll see, won't we? We just I, I don't want another wrongful imprisonment storyline. Really it barely seems yeah, five but, minutes since Yaz was in there. But did she do it on purpose? Because we don't really know. I just assume, mm. like, because I like her, I, I'm saying that she didn't. But yeah, yeah. But we also like Imran. You really like Imran, and I really like Toya, and I just why did you leave Charlie? Want um to do great play. Oh yes, it was the gym, yeah. Um, yeah. I just oh, wish that this was. I oh, hope, I just, I just, oh, I know, I really, I really do. I want to be satisfied with the way this goes, but I'm like... I don't think I will I'm be. on the edge. I think... Oh. Let's move on, let's move on. Because I was actually pleasantly surprised by the James story this week. Me and too! And sa- sadly, I did know that he was going to have a bit of an oopsie-daisy in the football match. Because if te- if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't seen that spoiler, I'd have, I'd have already been on the floor on Wednesday's episodes. But, um, so let's, let's see what happened with that. Now, I, my notes were all over the place at the beginning of last week. And I had Aggie and Tim stuff separate from this. And it's always a massive mess. So what I've got first is what was going on with the football on Monday. Because Jenny is organising a football match. It's there against the uh, Flying Horse, wasn't it, this time? Correct. Um, they're going to have an interpub tournament or something, and Jenny's in charge of it. And um, so they've got the team, which is, who's on it? Brian, Shona, um, Amy, <laughs> just whoever they could grab off the street, basically. And they all get together on Monday's episode to do a bit of tactics. And Brian's there giving them a history lesson about the 1969 Toss of the Coin match, which is an excellent yep. Cory throwback. Yeah. Um, and like it when they did that. And um, Dev is saying, oh, yeah, I remember we had that cricket match a couple of years against them, too, because they've got a good good history, a good bit of history, the Rovers versus the Flying Horse, haven't they? So it was nice to bring it back again. I do like this uh, rivalry. It's cool. Have, yeah. um, anyway, everyone's arguing there about what position they're playing. Nobody seems to know what they're doing. James comes into the pub and Jenny's like, hooray, here's a professional footballer. Can you offer us some advice? And I'm really, I was kind of surprised that it took them until Wednesday's episode to realise that it might be a good idea to actually ask James to come onto the team. And even at this point, Jenny's like, can you just, can you tell us how to play football? Do you, can you, can you, can you give us anything? And, and James is like, well, what are your tactics? Like somebody or other says, I don't know, to win? Um, anyway, so <laughs> they get the drinks in and James says, look, Shona and Amy need to be played up front um, and, and they're, they're all having a lovely time getting ready. And, but, but... Daisy notes that the players maybe aren't as into it as they might be. Perhaps we should have some kind of prize in this tournament. So also on Monday, we had all the Tim bits of the story. And I was, I was like, 
I thought that the, the Timberton storyline was over, but apparently not, because they're in the cab office on Monday's episode, and then the sex therapist comes in from, you know, a couple of months ago, and I'd, I'd completely forgotten who it was until they mentioned it, but Tim's there hiding behind the paper, and kind of then he gets chatting with Peter, um, and he, he eventually kind of starts to open up and says that he's impotent, and he has been since the heart up, and Peter's like, oh, me too, I'm in the impotence club as well, you know, I've been an alcoholic since I've been back in the show in the last 20 years, and impotence is one of the problems that I have to go to as well. Go through. Go through, yeah, and he he's just basically being a nice, sympathetic ear, really, and says, don't worry, Tim, I'm sure it's just a blip. He's like, you and Sally have been the envy of most couples on the street. They pro- I like, just imagine Tim and Sally doing it with the window open and everyone oh else is God. there on the street going, what a man for. That was the mayor. Give her, give her one from me, Tim. Yeah, that was the mayor, that was. Uh, oh, they're doing Lucky Burglar again tonight. For. Uh. <laughs> um, Tim doesn't really go want, want to go into this, but Peter says, I'm there for a chat if you need to. And Tim says, thanks for the chat, Peter. It was good to talk. So, Wednesday... Jenny's got herself this trophy, hasn't she? The tiddliest tiny trophy that you've ever seen. But she thinks it's amazing. And I did think it was a bit odd. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the football stuff. But I was thinking, would Jenny really think Michael, that that tiny trophy? I get that it was the joke. I totally get it. But I don't think that Jenny, per, like that particular character, I don't think that she'd think it was amazing. I think she'd think it was a bit pathetic as well. well but then Tim's also thinks it's great. I don't know. Well, you know. It's it like, looks like, go on. It's like Plymouth Rock. It's not that impressive in real life. Yeah. It's more what it means. It looked like a little, you know, condolence prize you get at the middle school sports day or something, doesn't it's like, it? But it's enough for the Rovers, guys. Um, and um, Nina says to Jenny, you know what? Maybe James could play in the football. What? James, meanwhile, is getting all the players warmed up and inspiring them with the news that Jenny's gone to get a trophy and everything. But, oh no, tragedy strikes. Brian pulls a muscle in his leg. He's out. So they oh have God, to get somebody else in. Didn't it? Did it? You pulled I woke you up in the middle of the night. Do you well, not I, remember? I woke you up in the middle of the night. I pulled my leg in the middle of the night. We'll Are you confusing us? I definitely had cramp in the middle of the night when? the other day. I don't remember. The other day, but it was definitely me. I woke up in the middle of the night and my leg was cramping. I was like, Gemma, Gemma, uh, and I couldn't explain what was going on because I couldn't remember the word cramp. And you were like, have you got a cramp? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. You don't remember, that definitely happened. Anyway, Tim and Dev get to see this trophy and they think it's amazing. Shona and Amy aren't quite so impressed with it. And then Jenny comes in with their star replacement player for Brian. It's Chesney, hooray! Um, so she gives them this inspirational pep talk and then Dev gives one of his own and it's just laden with unintended erection innuendo, isn't it? He's like, we can rise and we will be stiff competition and everything. And Tim is like, oh man, what are you saying to me? He kind of thinks that they're all getting at him and Peter's been blabbing about his impotency problems and he, and he scuttles off to go and see Abby. Not Abby, sorry, Aggie. Me, so, um... Back in the pub then, then a man down again. So Jenny tells James, right, can you play in the match? So uh, off you go. go, go and do the Rovers proud. And then she kind of disappears off for the rest of the episode, doesn't she? She has a bit of a fainting fit. She pretended. She she asked Leo to come with them to the football and she's like, and he's like, oh, I'm not really interested in football actually, I prefer rugby. Come on, Leo, come on. 
Um, and then, so yeah, so she she does a bit of a wooziness to try and get him to pay attention to her. It felt to us like maybe Sally Ann Matthews just wasn't available for the football filming scenes, maybe, I don't know. It did see it was a bit of a notable... Notable absence, but anyway, let's just, let's just skirt right around that. Um, so Tim's over with Aggie and he, he tells her about this pep talk embarrassment thing and she says look don't worry it's not wrong to want help about this everybody needs help sometimes um and he says well i'm probably not going to go to the match now and she and this is when she says i'm not really a football fan myself which was quite fun and he's like you're the bloody mother of james bailey well-known professional gay footballer james bailey and you're telling me you don't like football so i thought that was quite fun anyway the game starts and um it wasn't the best shot football match was it it was, um, I mean, I don't watch it, football ever, but I think it doesn't always look like this. Although it was supposed to be, it was supposed about? to be amateur footballers, wasn't it? I don't know, I get what you mean. There was one notable scene in which it looked hilarious, which is the one where James is, ki- is kicking the ball and you can't see his feet. You can just see him jumping up and down like he's river so dancing bad. his way across the pitch. <laughs> that was and really, really bad. And they obviously did that because the actor is not a footballer. And if they put it on the screen, everyone would be like, that's not how you do football. Yeah. So they were like, well, we're not going to see it then. And then you can't complain. But instead, we just made fun of that. I was so surprised that work. they managed to get, you know, right towards near the end of the game. And they were still only like 2-1 with a professional footballer on the team. Was he just holding back to be noble? Yeah, what the hell is wrong with James? He's not that great, is he? If he can't play, he can't score goals against this lot, he shouldn't really need it. What's he passing to Amy for? Just take the ball and dribble it down and get it in the goal. Yeah. I would not take any prisoners whatsoever. I know, totally. If I, if I, if I was a professional footballer, i consider it a matter of pride to get as many goals as I could. Yeah. Well, well the Amy well, scored a, a goal. Maybe he's not mm-hmm. a striker. Maybe he's Maybe not. Maybe he's more defence. Yeah, I don't But he's I don't not very good at that either because so <laughs> the other team scored one. Um, there was, oh, there was, didn't Ches score a goal as well? And then they have that thing where Dev lifts his shirt over his head and Chesney bangs on his belly. It's like quite a... funny to see Chesney <laughs> do something fun and interesting. Yeah, it was. That was a bit out of character, wasn't it? Anyway, so then just right in the middle of it, James just collapses onto the floor. You're not supposed to be so happy about this. And it, it was very serious. Um, well, we got told off on Twitter for making a joke. Oh, forget that. By a that. couple of stupid idiots that don't understand it's fictional. And I... also, I understand that um, this the, the whole point of this story like comes from the real life... Um, is it the Danish player who... Yes, had a um, Christian Eriksen. Really, really shocking and awful. But he's fine as well, so shut up. Yeah, he's back you playing on the game again in eight months. make a joke about people falling... I didn't even make a joke about him falling down. I made a joke about him river dancing. <laughs> well, I wouldn't make a joke about that. I actually found it incredibly... I thought it was really well done. It was brilliantly done. He did a magnificent job. Um... I, I was I had my heart in my mouth. I was thinking, this is actually dark. This is really dark. Because there wasn't any kind of warning or lead up or anything to it, was no. there? There was no like, oh, oh, I'm feeling faint. Oh, there's fun. The camera's going a bit blurry. Yeah, oh, I've, oh I've got echoey sound effects playing really in my ears. He's just literally walking down, and then dum, he's dead. Straight down. That's like yeah, that's the best was, bit of actor that Nathan Graham's done on the program. It was shocking. It was yeah, it was sinister. It was alarming. And I've been worried about him all week. Yeah. And I don't even care about this character. I know. We were saying in today's episode, weren't we? Like when when um, Ronnie and Ed came to visit him at the end of today's episode, like, is James going to be dead? 
We'll talk about it when we get to it. So anyway, he's there, and he's got his eyes open on the ground as well. It's just, it, it was. It was. Really I honestly well thought done. it was really, really effective. It was really, 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 really well yeah, done. They did a great job. And then, um, and Michael's there doing CPR on him, and he's 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 proper dead looking, isn't also, he? Also, is have James? to say, the other Baileys helped sell this completely, didn't they? Because you got Michael, and you're just thinking, watching this, going, this family here is maybe witnessing one of their family members dying, trying to save his life, knowing that Aggie's not there yeah. and she would be able to do something. Probably imagine how guilty they'd feel if they knew that they couldn't save him. Imagine how she'd feel if he died and she didn't go to to see the match yeah. and she knows that she might have been able to do something. Bet they wish they'd integrated with the other characters on the street a bit more now. They were just there on their own, weren't they? Shona was just holding back going, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know, know if I'm allowed to be what's in What's your name again? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Ed's there going, oh, my son, get the defibrillator or something. And um, it turns out they, they, they didn't have one, did no. they? And this is maybe where the story's going on a little bit as well because in this country there's no legislation to say that a building, like well, any building, needs to have a defibrillator. And I think in some countries around the world everywhere's got to have one i remember when i when i went to france and i saw one on the wall yeah they just have them on the street don't they in france and also when i was the editor of a drone magazine i remember doing an article about a i think it was a project that somebody did that hadn't been um instigated what's Mm. the word it was a project that somebody done and it was a drone that had a defibrillator on it Mm. and it it flies to you and it drops the defibrillator down and then really? it goes apply the paddles shock shock and it tells you what to do so imagine if you're trying to like save someone's life and there's this drone just there going you're doing a brilliant job fantastic <laughs> anyway i've got to fly see you later well this this defibrillator that the paramedics uh, brought along had a speed dial button and, and everything like you want a pizza you got you get a bit knackered after doing this and it had a shock button and it's like i already pressed this one that's why you fell down press the shock button spiders on undercover cop <gasps> what <laughs> anyway, um, the paramedics come, they get the defibrillator on out on James and hurrah, it works. So he's taken into an ambulance with Ed. He's, he's still looking pretty rough, but then Michael, who runs back home, across the cobbles, stunt work again, and tells Aggie there. Asha was there. She was kind of listening on and it seemed like that was going to be important, but it wasn't. So well, my note there is for nothing. But anyway, Aggie gets to the hospital and Ed she's fills been, her in. Ed's been trying to phone her and yeah, she she's was been, with Tim. She's been chatting with Tim all this time, hasn't she? And uh, and, and yeah, we, we find out that James was dead for five minutes. Um, they, they only it only took them two minutes to notice. They're running tests on him, and he says, "Oh, Michael, I'm so proud of you for helping save your brother's life." But he's really not impressed with Aggie for not answering her phone. Yeah, he was trying to phone her earlier, and she was there baking cakes with Tim or something, wasn't she? Um, I thought he was kind of unnecessarily harsh on her. He was kind of the same harsh that you would be if you'd known you were baking cakes with your impotent neighbour. And like, what do you mean? Well, he's like, where were you? You didn't answer your phone. Sometimes you just can't answer your phone. So I was on the toilet. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she could have had a really bad case of the, you know, what's on the toilet. I had my sardine cakes, and they didn't. They weren't great. <laughs> they didn't agree with me. Ed. You know what it's like. But anyway, he's maybe he's she like... was being a nurse. Maybe she was defibrillating someone else. Yeah. Do you ever think of that, Buster? It seems very much to be um, almost contrivedly written to push her into Tim's arms. And this, I don't this like affair, this. you know, it's, you know how they, when they have the general election, they have your swingometer. It's like, yeah. where's the where's the Tim and Aggie affair looking at the moment? And it's definitely pointing its way the closest it's ever been on the old doomsday clock at the moment. Sorry to mix my metaphors up. But a little bit. I really, 
really don't want them to. I don't because want them to either. Tim and Sally have already had their um problems. Their problems this year and their will they split up and everything. And nobody wants Tim and Sally to split up. And actually, I don't want Aggie and Ed to split up. I think they're a really nice we couple. We said for a long time that despite the fact they haven't been in the show for their mari- most of their marriage, they are actually the longest-running marriage yeah. couple on Coronation and I f- And I think they and, feel proper genuine couple-like. And um, far be it from me to uh, criticise Coronation Street for uh, ringing maximum drama out of every single relationship, but it's, no- it's quite normal to be married and stay married. Yeah. And I mean, it's not... It doesn't happen to every... Not, not every couple's lucky enough to... To stay married. But as lucky as us. But it's it's not abnormal. It's no. not as abnormal as it is and, on Coronation And Street. also, and I know you can't say who's the type or anything to have an affair, but I honestly, I don't think that Aggie is the type to go off with Tim over Egg. I, I also really don't, don't think, think so. that they're either of each other's type, like, physically. No. I just can't see what they would see in each other. No offence. No, I know. But anyway, so, um, yeah, just to ring out Maximum Drama, Ed sends her on her way. And um, anyway, later on, we have whatever it says. Pin, Peter finds Tim in the cab offices and says, sorry for something other I don't really know. Um, so, oh, yeah, Tim says, oh, I've been making fun of impotent people all my life. I just don't like it when people say it about me. Um, Tim goes to the hospital. Um, he says, sorry for not playing on the team. If I had been on, maybe James wouldn't have been and he'd be still okay. Aggie's still feeling super guilty about not being there. But... Um, back in the Rovers, they're all having a drink to James's health. Evelyn kind of invites herself in when she realises that there's free drinks going. Um, and Leo toasts to family. And then this is when um, Stephen gives Jenny a bit of a look, doesn't he? To go, oh, remember that storyline that's going on, eh, eh, eh? And at the end of the episode, we have um, Dr Hart, Dr Handley, who has um, been already on Coronation Street a few times with, with the previous Hart stories. And um, he drops the bombshell at the end of the episode that James is going to be okay, but brace yourself, well, Gemma. Tell me. James may never play football again. No! It's true, it's true. So, Friday, she's reeling I'm from this news. We, we, we find out that he had this cardio, cardiac arrest, sorry, that had no lasting damage on him. Um, and he's got this cardiomyopathy, uh, myopathy, is it called? I can't remember, this genetic I've condition. Cardiopathy. So, so they're going to have to... Get it? Cardioapathy, with all yeah, the heart storylines that are going on on Coronation Street at the moment. So anyway, um, this, this is what this Danish football bloke, Ericsson, had. And the whole family's going to have to get tested for it. So it's yet another medical condition story that will be forgotten about before you know it. Um, and he's got to have a device fitted into his heart um, to guard against it happening again. And probably Summer's there on the sideline going, oh, I don't want to do that. Don't get any special magic devices oh, no, put inside don't, you. Don't do that, James. No. Squirt your insulin down the sink. That's what I do. But James is like, but when I still be able to play football? Well, football. wait and see, James. Let's get this robot heart inside you first. I so, don't understand what they did. And I don't... It, oh, I don't like thinking about it. It was like... I'm not. I was with Aggie when I was like, I'd be terrified, and James was as well. Like he was told he was going to have to have this. He's going to have to have his heart cut open or I something under this, local anaesthetic. I found this completely terrifying and um, affecting and um, uncomfortable because probably for the first time, I I kind of felt more 
uh, like I was in the shoes of the person who was having it done to them rather than like uh, the people that were having to wait. Mm. And it's like knowing how scary it is to go in to, to have something done to you and knowing that, you know, oh, I, may, I won't be put under and they're going to do stuff to me and I'm going to be awake for it. And, it uh, you know, and it doesn't always, the pain thing doesn't always work. No, it and, was... Oh, and getting the creeps. And, it, and they look at, you know, it's just really scary. It's just it's terrifying. Yeah, and poor Aggie, I felt for her because she was kind of jeering him up and saying, don't worry, it's a nurse, it'll be fine. Then when he gets wheeled away on his bed and she breaks down in tears, and I thought that was a great well, performance was, from Lorna there. I thought she was being a hypocrite. Oh, right, so it's all right to cut up other people's kids, Aggie, but when it's your kid, you suddenly don't like it. <laughs> anyway. No, I thought she was great. I, I, I thought, thought I thought the she babies I were fantastic, well, all of them, this week. This especially yeah in this episode yeah and, and it took me Brilliant. by surprise honestly I I, I knew Found bits it, about really. what was going to happen but I I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did I, and it's weird too because you know I don't really I'm not that bothered about James um, oh, no not at all and um, but I really care about Toya but I feel like I'm I was more worried about James going into the the operating yeah, that's theater a really good point. than I am about Toya having her having trial, a trial coming up which is a really bad thing. I don't understand how that's happened. Yeah. Anyway, James does fine. He's just a bit sore after the operation. I was Literally. thought he was going to die. So yeah, when, yeah, when when Ad, when Ed and Ronnie turned up, we thought, oh, they're going to go in there and he's going to be, is, he's going to have had a bit of an after attack or whatever. Aftershock. That's what's it called? <laughs> it's one of those things where the scene felt unnecessary and a bit too long, um, but it was just established at the end of the episode that. Aggie doesn't want him to play football anymore. Yeah, but he's... I was wait. I was like, "What's the scene? What is this scene for?" Because we've already heard this from Aggie. She's always said this. Mm. I was just expecting him to flatline in the other room. Yeah, the whole time. Because imagine what that a double whammy that had been for the end of this episode. James dies out of nowhere, and there's been no kind of talk about, as far as I've seen, about him leaving the show. No. Um, imagine that and spiders. The yeah. cop revelation. That would have been a great weekend cliffhanger. I was um, just really suspicious about his... Yeah, mega suspicious. About his ability to survive the week. Anyway, he says he's absolutely not giving up playing football, so um, breathe easy. Weather, Weatherfield County for the cup and all that. And um, and Aggie's just kind of worried about it because she thinks that he should retire because he's not only he's got a bad car, he's got a bad knee as well. Remember that time he fell off the curb last year? Yep. And he's getting profiled. Well, Christian Eriksen at the Euros, um, he was back playing football after eight. You've written eight minutes. But it's eight months. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bionic. It's like he's like, oh, it can't keep me down. Eight months later. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's that's it. That's really remarkable. That really is remarkable. It's, that they can do Ooh, that. The wonders of modern science. It's scary. I hate things like this because it makes me think, what have I got? What have I got? Wait, waiting. I'm sure. Am I going to die of a heart attack? That's why I don't play football. Now you get a little robot heart. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I, it was, I mean, I, I, I had vague memories of this happening in the football. Um, it was wasn't, horrible. wasn't watching it. I, I didn't follow it at the time, but it is horrible that you could just keel over at any moment. I didn't watch it live, but I think if you watched it live, I think you'd find this quite triggering. Yeah. And that's probably why people got annoyed on Twitter, but I joked about it before. I didn't know he was going to die. I joke about everything. I joke about everything. And it is James, come on. If you're yeah. going to joke about anything and make fun of anyone, it's going to be James Bailey. I, mean, I think we should ban all sports because it's dangerous. Yes. Um, We'll, uh, th- this is this is kind of um, feeling a little bit um, David Barlow-ish for me, just to go totally retro on you there, because he was also the um, the Weatherfield uh, 
a footballer of the 60s, wasn't he? He was like the star player or whatever, and he does his knee in, and then he's told he's never going to be able to play football again. I don't think that you can play for Weddy County without having something horribly wrong go with you, because also Warren Baldwin was... Um, was on Weatherfield. Did he do Weatherfield County? I can't remember, but they shipped him off to Spain before you mm. know it. But um, I just, if, if James doesn't do football, what will he do? I know that's what Aggie's being, Aggie's being so short-sighted. It's like, I'm sorry, I, I know you love him. He's your son. That's admirable. I think you're a great woman. But you know that he's useless. James Bailey has been in the programme for what? Three years? Three and a half years? If he hasn't got football, he's only got gay going left for him. He's literally two things. And Danny's So he's going to have to be a professional gay. <laughs> My <laughs> I God. Don't, I don't know. Danny's in London. Danny's in London, So yes. he can't. Well, James can go down to London to visit Danny, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. But um, I, I feel bad for him, but... I don't, but there, there was the thing last year when he was, um, you know, when he came out and he was like, oh, I'm going to go be a manager of football and I'm going to make gonna sure that kids. I'm going to make sure that all the, you know, that there's there's more equality for yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. gay players or whatever, and that never really came of anything, did Maybe it? Maybe you can do that. But yeah, I guess Maybe I guess Maybe you can so. Ted Lasso it. Yeah. Um, so that that was kind of it. I just thought it was really really well done. I enjoyed the storyline. I love Jenny. She was she was hyper on something on Wednesday. Maybe that's why she didn't go to the football match. That she just had to have a little lie down. I think because she should get a heart. She was thing fitted. She yeah. She was excited about the cup. She was excited about everything. She was like she was um she was yeah she was yeah, proper she was buzzing excited, on on, on Wednesday's that. episode. Um, and that was kind of about it. I think. Yeah. But there was no Daisy on Wednesday. What's going on with Daisy? Get her in more, please. Um, right, speaking of Jenny, kind of, Gemma, if you go on to the Stephen Reed storyline, because um, I believe that she features in that as well. What's this? Reed in the Red. Right, Monday. Um, Daisy is thrilled to hear that Jenny is engaged and she's going to leave to go to Canada. Ooh. And Jenny's like, look, there are a few bumps in the road and uh, we... Um, it's definitely split up. <laughs> yeah, she she likes to make out. We were definitely split up for just a little bit, just in case anybody in case finds out I have a tongue down Jane, uh, Stephen's neck. Stephen catches Sarah coming right. back from the cafe with Carla's coffee. What yeah. a useless woman. <laughs> what Carla's just got her... It's like, I think she thinks she's being useful, but she's probably just sitting around, like, Googling what are pants... And so Carla's like, do you want some, Do you want a job, Sarah? Do you want a job to do? Go get me some coffee. Good girl, go get me coffee. And she's like, okay, that's really cool. Yes, can I take I'm my briefcase? I'm helping the business. Yeah, so she says, I'm meeting some people today. He's going to help me with my, my ventures. In the pub later, Daisy sees Jenny is a bit out of sorts and Jenny confesses about a drunken snog with Stephen and she's thinking of telling Leo. And Daisy's like, oh my God, don't. Uh, you're on, they were on a break. You're on a break. Forget it. Forget it ever happened. Jenny and Stephen have a secret meet-up and she says, thanks for not blabbing about our snog. And he says, I don't want to get into trouble. And then, who turns up? It's Gabrielle, his wife, the one that was texting him. Yes. And she's like, hello, stranger. Or should I say, hubby? I I didn't like that line. It was very much, here we go, viewers. Here's who I am. I'm your... I'm your wife. What would I Just say? In case if I forgotten. hadn't seen you for like a year and I pulled up in a car, what would, what would I say to you? Hello, it's me. And the bloody hell of you then. And I'm Gemma. And today's conversation stream. <laughs> um, she has a go at him for running off. And we get his back. We see we got Spider's backstory. We got Stephen's backstory this week. Um, she he ran off, ignored her messages, and embezzled two hundred thousand euros of her company's money. And he's like. It was for my business. Things were a bit of a mess. 
And she says, I'm not going to go to the police right now because I want you to pay me back. Accents again. I know. Yeah. Don't write in and tell me how great they are. I know. I know. Um, but she's like, the only reason you're not in prison is because you got to give me the money back and you can't do it when you're in jail, but I want it now. Um, Sarah's in the cafe writing a proposal. Of course it's in the cafe. <laughs> I'm just laughing at what this proposal is. My name is Sarah Barlow and I am going to make some women's clothes. I've been wearing women's clothes since I was a woman, which I have been my whole life apart from when I was a child. I have experience of wearing clothes and buying clothes and I think that makes me the ideal candidate to do clothes. And Steve was like, oh my gosh, Sarah, that's oh, amazing. Oh, so cool, i sponsor you. Let me write my name on this, bottom of this. Um, so yeah, so uh, Bernie's nosying in and Stephen finds her and says, how's it going? And she's like, I don't know, who'd want to invest in me? You're right to be cautious. <laughs> anyway, no, he says, look, I'll tell you what, I'll put my name down as a partner to give it more gravitas. This is after she says that she's applying for a woman's grant. And he's like, do you know what this woman's grant needs? A man's touch. <laughs> so, so unsurprisingly, that doesn't work. In the pub, um, Stephen's getting texts from and Gabrielle's ignoring it. And then Leo comes over and he says, oh, you know how I'm getting a job, an unspecified job in Canada? Can I talk to you so that I can give my boss some business leads for Canada? <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean, Leo? What job are you getting? What do you mean? Building. Oh, yeah, because Sarah says, I'm sure that factories need construction. <laughs> construction. What the? Everybody in this is, like, so feeble-minded, it's ridiculous. Jenny comes in and she's like, look, what do you mean business leads? Stop talking to him. She sits down with Stephen and he says, I was really guilty about seeing when I see you, so maybe we should keep our distance from each other. And then Sarah comes in and she's like, oh, that didn't go very well. And then um, on Wednesday, she... she uh, Sarah says to Stephen that Adam suggested that Gran invest, but she doesn't want things to get nasty after like what happened with Nick and David, but she's right to worry about. Yeah. Stephen goes to the salon and he's got this power of attorney document and um, he tries to copy Audrey's signature onto it. So what's he trying to do here? So that we're, we're assuming that My... he's going to try and get power of attorney so that he can have control of her finances and whisk it all away. My theory is that he's going to use the power of attorney to say that Audrey is not in her right mind because of a suicide attempt. Yeah. And he'll take control of her assets and then he'll siphon them off for himself. But he um he's, tr- he's trying to trying to like uh forge it and then Gabrielle rings him and he tells her that he's got this foolproof pa- plan to get the money back. But then Audrey comes in. She doesn't mind that he's there, but she wonders what he's doing. Um and then he asks her what happened with Nick and David uh and and says he feels really guilty that he wasn't there to to stop that from happening. So this was a couple of years ago when, when David stole all of our money, wasn't it? And, and David found, found out about hang it. Hang on, hang on. Who, you yeah, said Nick, David twice. No, Nick stole the money. David found out about it. And then they had to scrap by the lake. Yeah. And um, and Audrey found out she was mad. And she's like, no, I, I you don't worry about it. But you're the only person I trust. Sarah, Carla and Stephen go to the pub. And he says, oh, I left my um briefcase in the office. And he uses Carla key, Carla's keys. Get back. Um, and Carla, Sarah says Stephen should have his own key. Carla seems distracted. 
because Peter's uh, talking with Griff and she doesn't like that. So she says yes. So then in the factory, Stephen's got the power of attorney documents and he's going to shred them, but he can't bring himself to do it. Yes, and then he meets... I, I've spoken to a few people about this one. And when we saw it the first time and I was busy tapping and wearing my notes, I thought that he did shred the attorney documents. And, and somebody else that I spoke to thought that he shredded them as well. But he doesn't, does he? He's got them hand, hovering over the shredder. But he doesn't actually shred them. He he's almost he's getting a bit of a conscience here and realizing no, I shouldn't do this to mom. But as we find out from the final scene with Gabrielle, he is. Um, he tells her, "I'm I'm going to borrow down. the money off my mum and give it back. I need to sort the paperwork." And she says, "Get on with it." Yes. And knock two hundred pounds off what you I you owe me because and buy yourself a decent suit. Yeah. I think it's rude. Well, no, yeah. Is it Imran's suit? Also, can I just that. say? You two hundred pound for a suit. If if you don't like that suit that he's wearing, two hundred pound is not going to get a better suit. <laughs> um, so Stephen going much further down into the path of darkness at this point. Um, I want to know what he thinks is going to happen here. He's he's going to burn all of his bridges with all of his family for this because they're going to know what he's done. Yeah, he can't secretly do this. Well, he might be able to try. I just think that why doesn't he you know? Could, could he just tell Audrey the truth and say, Mum, I haven't got any money at the moment? Is he just too proud to admit that he's got no cash? Because he wouldn't have to go through all of this illegal shenanigans if he just told the truth about it. Wonder why, how he ends up getting himself in so much trouble too. Yeah, well, this is the thing with Stephen Reid. And, and um, the, the, the Ian McLeod had an interview published um, at the beginning of last week and, and it's kind of about Stephen's dark side and everything. And one of the things he says on there is, well, he is a fairly blank canvas as a character. He's only been in a handful of episodes in the past, so we can kind of pretty much say what we want to about him. Um, and I guess that includes not only that he is he, he could be a bit of a wrong one, but also you know, whatever you want to with his business. So I don't think it particularly matters. Are you you bothered by the fact that they're making him evil? Or do you think that he is blank enough? I I think it's cool. I I don't really remember him being in the show before. No. I think it's great that they've got this character who's got this back history. And uh, he always was a bit of a golden child, I think. The same way that Mm. um, Gail thinks Nick's sunshine's out of his bum. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I've got no problem with them deciding to, to make him a wrong one. It, it just makes him more interesting because, like we said before, when, when they announced the returnees for this summer, he was yeah. the, the least interesting one for me. But he's actually, they've, they've done enough to make me um, pay attention to him. And it's also like, nobody's expecting Stephen Reed to return and then, you know, stay in the show until he's 85. No. I always expected him to be a short return and the fact that he's going to be a villain makes me think that that's using the time way more wisely. Mm. And I mean, they, they haven't had much of a villain this year on Coronation no. Street, have they? They, they are seriously lacking villain. villain. Award. Well, you know, this is why, maybe this is why Sam was writing to Harvey in today's episode. Dear Mr. Gaskell, you shot my mum. We haven't got a good villain round here on my programme this year. Can you come back and terrorise us for me. a little bit, please? <laughs> Can you come and sh- He's probably getting them to shoot John, the uh, the rival for um, what, the, yeah. what, what his, his affections. There's a, there's a little kid that lives around there that keeps mouthing you off. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, uh, anyway, I, I've got no problem with Stephen being a. Roman. I think it's brilliant. Um, well, also, I love his actor. I think um, 
this is getting you guys back in America for all the times you've made us English people villains in your TV yes, programs and movies. Very right. Every time an American turns up in Coronation Street, it's like, oh dearie me, villains must be a villain. Although speaking of that, wasn't it weird to have two North American accents in that scene? The both of the scenes with Stephen and Gabrielle. It is like. Is this has this ever happened on Coronation Street so. before that you got two Canadians talking to each other with no other characters in yeah. there? It's it like, felt really weird, but I kind of liked it. Oh, it's like the Bill when uh, they never have two. Um, it always has to be a policeman in the scene. Yeah, and there's two like criminals talking to each other. Um, I can just imagine a an old um, bitter um, pensioner who's get given up watching Cor- Coronation Street because it got too racy in the 80s <laughs> flicking through the channels and seeing it the two Americans talking to each other just tutting yeah yeah I mean, Gabrielle is a bit of a thorn in Stephen's side at the moment, isn't she? I mean, I'd, I'd be uh, watching my back because I think he might try and get get her money next or worse. But um, she seems, you know, I, it was it was fun to be introduced to her at last after that clue with the credit card a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, I I think she needs to she needs to watch out. Um, it was fun. It was fun stuff. I I enjoyed that. Um, as as I also enjoyed, I guess, the, the Sam difference storyline. So um, this is all about Sam wanting to have a bit of a makeover. And, you know, when you start when you start secondary school, it's your time to start again and reinvent yourself, isn't it? And I think I remember people, probably my mum and dad, saying that about me when I went to secondary what? school. What? They because... told you to change everything about yourself? Well... You know, I I, I I wasn't the coolest person in my primary school either, well, believe one, it or not. And I didn't something. like football. Only one person can be the coolest one. I know. I think mum and dad told me this is my chance to 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 be cool and 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 make people not no, think I was a massive didn't. nerd. I'm That's sure some terrible. people said that about me. So I'm kind of sympathising a little bit with Sam here. Um, but but also, terrible. like Sam, you know, I can't deny who I who actually am. <laughs> people, be who you are, and if people can take it or leave it, can't they? Yeah. Um, there's no way I'm going to pretend to like football for anyone. Somebody's got to play chess. Anyway. Um, That's enough, can I just say, the world does not need... Any more football fans? There are plenty of them already. Yes, more chess fans. There's, please. It's fine. The more number Coronation that there Street are, fans. that's fine. Just keep that number. So Hope and Sam have been asked to do this presentation about themselves at school. That sounds something terrible. that they're interested in. That sounds and, the, like the worst and, thing I've ever heard. And he's obviously. I, I remember I had to do that as well in, in my in my first year of secondary school. We had that. to do it. We had to do one person per week, and I, I hated it. What did you Absolutely say? Hated it. I don't remember. I, I like blanked it out. Blanked it out. But I, I, the speaking in front of the class was the worst thing. But I, I think that Sam maybe wouldn't really mind it. He, but he would be completely blind to the fact he that he's have, boring everybody to death and making everybody laugh at it him. It probably would have been his idea if they not had said. Yeah, probably like, would. I think we should I probably all inter- be a, do a presentation about myself so that people know who I am. Well, yeah, he, well, he wants to find out about everybody else. We so can take notes and calculate who would be the best bet for a friend for him, I suppose. But anyway, Aww. he's going to be talking about chess. Um, and, and then after school, there's some nasty boys are trailing him down Victoria Street and pretending that they want to learn how to play it. And he completely believes them. These these three yobbos there going, oh, yeah, tell me about chess. And he's like, oh, you can come to my come to the uh, the cafe after school, maybe, and I will show. They're clearly ribbing the heck out of him. And I would have thought that he'd be used to this by now, but I don't know. Um, well, he says, yeah, come to the cafe later and I'll tell you all about it. What? 
Anything? Well, I don't want to say. Okay, don't say it then. So Sam goes to the cafe and he's kind of sitting around waiting for these guys to come around. And um, yeah, it's Hope comes in in the end and says, I just saw them having a kickabout on the red wreck. What Hope was doing on the red wreck after school, I don't know, but never mind that. So Sam gets a bit upset. He's like, I'll never fit in anywhere. We have a bit of Bernie doing um, some sympathy as well, saying, oh, I was a bit of an outsider when I was younger too, until I discovered the rave scene. So um, this kind of gives Sam the idea, not to get into raving or anything, but he needs to try and be cooler. So this is his mission for the rest of the week. And it's okay because he has got the coolest kid on the block, Hope Stape, to help him Just out. set fire to them if you don't, they don't like you. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you, so you, should listen, you should listen to Sam. Sam says, I am who I am, I can't be anyone else. Mm, yeah, true. So, Wednesday, Hope's um, first piece of advice is pretend you're into football games. So, he invites Liam and Jake, Jake making his, a, a rare appearance on Coronation Street, round to his house for a game later. And yeah, things don't go quite so well when he gives it a try. <laughs> He's like, and then he says, what does he say to them? This, this game requires no skill or strategy. <laughs> and these two boys that are both towering over him, especially, um, was it Jake or was it Jack? It was Jack, wasn't it? It was later in the week that Jake comes along. It's too confusing. They got the same name. Anyway, Jack's like, oh, this is my, my beloved football game. But yeah, Sam, to be honest, would rather be writing his letters and they're kind of making fun of him for, for having a girlfriend because... Sam's leading them to believe that he's corresponding with Jelena, isn't he? Or is he actually writing letters to her? I don't know, because he's going on about saying it's anyone's... retro and romantic. So I don't think he's he's retro. He's trying to be retro and romantic with, with his mother's killer. If anyone's capable of writing and holding correspondence with more than one person at once, it's Sam. Yeah, but he didn't join his handwriting on the on the envelope. Did you see? He's not yeah. going to pass it. Well, he's too late. I suppose he's passed his year six sats now. He can do what he wants in secondary school. So anyway, Friday... Sam's waiting at the bus stop and up walks Liam with his cool trainers. And Sam's like, are they cool? Are you cool? He's just desperately trying no. to find anyone who... Liam is not cool. No, Liam's not cool. Liam is absolutely not cool, Sam's Sam. the coolest one on the show. He totally is. Little does he know that Sam, I mean... He's the most at, beloved child of How all. many awards has, has Liam and Jake and Jack and that lot won? Exactly. Oh, Sam is the coolest He's... one. I think they all start to need to be... Isn't this a lesson? We need to start being to like him. To believe in ourselves. So... Um, I kind of I think I missed some of the conversation because later on it was Jelena's birthday party in the bistro. I was like, oh, did they say this was going to happen? Okay, All I'll you roll need to with know it. Is that he pretends he's into football and then he misses out on a chance of going to her house and playing chess? Yes, because he's there in his football top, isn't he? And he gives her his present, and she's there with uh, with John, who also doesn't like football or video games. Or no, what a, what a square, no, total square. Um, and, um, and, and, and Jelena's, yeah, she says, oh, I was going to invite you around my house for chess later, but I'll, I'll invite John now. <laughs> what? So Sam's like, oh, oh. She's a, she's a flip-flopper. And there's Never a lesson for you. Yeah, no, there's a lesson for you, Sam. Don't, don't deny who you really are. No, I think the lesson is play to the crowd. Because your bird will go off with somebody else. You need to, you need to plan what, you, who you're being what to. Mm-hmm. You need to, no point going up and trying to win friends at a chess party by saying you like football. <laughs> yes, that's true, actually. I don't think it was a chess-themed party. But... Well, it had a chess-themed cake. Did it? I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, cool. Um, also, I just I mean, want to point out that I'm pretty sure there was a bit when um, 
Sam was stuck in the van and he had the football. He did. He was listening he's to listening the football. And on he the radio. suddenly became a football nerd for like a week and he's obviously forgotten everything he learned. I know. I thought he was. A, he, I think that they forgot that happened. Memory. Um, anyway, so, um, so yeah, Sam ends up leaving the party because he's been um, thrown to the sidelines in favour of John. And, um, and then he goes and posts a letter in the post box and it's to Harvey Gaskell. Right, so everyone remind. Uh, remember who Harvey, Harvey Gaskell, is. the the evil drugs lord of Coronation Street twenty twenty one, who broke menacing out menacer yeah. of Leanne, menacer of Leanne, repeller of rain. He can stand yeah. in the middle of a storm on top of a van and not get wet at all, Brilliant. and shooter of Sam's mum Natasha. So why on earth is Sam writing to him? That's why Natasha's picture suddenly appeared at the um, to remind us at Nick and Leanne and Toys. Do you think what's that. going on? Is this a bit of restorative justice? Is he getting a case of the Michael Rodwells here? Dear Mr. Gaskell, you killed my mum. I just wondered if you felt bad and don't worry about me because I am doing all right. Uh, Bishop to King's Fort. <laughs> oh yeah, is he playing? Is he playing postal chess with Harvey? I don't know, I don't know anything about chess. <laughs> he definitely does blame Harvey, doesn't he? Because. Um, Somebody, I can't remember who it was at the time, blamed themselves for, for Natasha's death and Sam was like, no, the only person responsible here is the, the man that shot her. I wonder whether he's just writing to her, to, writing to him to say, what, why did you kill my mum? Because it seems like the sort of thing that he would do. It is. Like, I mean, if, he's, if he can't like, tell when people are ribbing him and, and clearly making fun of him about chess, he, maybe he is naive enough to write to him. He probably thinks, I'm sure that if he explained himself, he'd have a really good reason. So I'll just ask him and then it will make it all make sense. Yeah. Without realising that, you know, life is cruel and so are people. Although, I mean, I suppose he also... I don't know how much he's been told, but I mean, we all know that it was a case of mistaken identity and he was trying to shoot Leanne, didn't Would that he? make it better if you were Sam? But I, I would have thought Sam might already know this, but sometimes I think the child characters on Children Coronation Street get told are, 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 are omniscient. And, and yeah, they, yeah, but no, but you're, not gonna tell, you're not going to tell him that. That doesn't make it better. Mm. Um, anyway, right, that very interesting twist there. I hope we get to find out more about it this week. Although it felt like, uh, oh, here's a little tease. We'll come back to that makes in a few you, weeks. What make, really makes you wonder, like, are we going to see Harvey again? Because the only way we, can, we could do is if he breaks out of prison again, which would be stupid. Stop sending me letters. Anyway, can you yeah. let me back in now? <laughs> Just go get and beat a kid up. Oh, maybe, maybe poor Harvey's heart will be, um, will be, will be broken and. He will, he will turn good. Do you think good. he'll be like, oh, I think I'm going to have to Seen give up light. crime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, Ken makes a play for Wendy. This was fun. Monday, Mary and Ken agree that Evelyn would be perfect for the role of the nasty neighbour. And uh, Ken wants to play the hero. Oh yeah, they're all getting ready for their auditions, they're getting aren't ready, they? Yeah. Were, I can't remember. There was a funny bit where um, Mary's telling Evelyn that she's doing a great job being in character, and Evelyn no, says, "No, I'm, no, I'm just being character. me." <laughs> um, Ken's having lunch with Wendy. They talk about the play. He says, "I don't think that it's got a very good script," and they have a run through of the play together. And um, Tracy walks in as in character. They're confessing their love for each other, and says to Wendy, "Or you slapper." And they say, it's just a play. It's not real. And Tracy says, I don't care. This woman caused my man more heartache than anyone in her entire life. <laughs> I think that's wrong because I think it was Ken. I think it was Tracy herself. Well, it's either it's Ken or it's somebody in that room. Yeah. And it, and it ain't Wendy. <laughs> Wendy says, I'm going. Ken has to go. Tracy says, it's my house and I'll decide who I'll have over and which play I shall rehearse while they're here. 
chases after Wendy. They go to the cafe. She says, I don't want to get in between you and Tracy. He says, never mind about that. I love being in a play. <laughs> He's been bitten by the bug. Mary and Evelyn are there learning the lines. Um, and uh, Mary's annoying Evelyn by reading out loud. Just like they used to do in the... In the well, yeah, there was time. just a nice the kind of general banter going on in that scene. I thought it was... Uh, there's one thing I'm liking about... There's, there's many things I'm liking about this story, but it feels like very low stakes and, dare I say, classic Corrie-ness about it, isn't there? They're just kind of talking about whatever. Yes. It's like uh, a synopsis from, like, 1972. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it is. the teapot is broken and they must go and mend it, but there is no glue. <laughs> Wednesday post audition debrief for Ken Mary Wendy and Evelyn and then Welsh Welsh Thess yes. Nigel, Nigel came back beautiful wasn't accent oh I love Nigel so he was the guy that was in the he Amdram he lives around the corner from Phil yeah oh yes he was the guy that was in the Amdram society that um uh, Jude employed to pretend to be fellow marine biologists or something, didn't he? When he was trying to convince Andy that, that he was actually one himself. Yeah. And uh, so I th- I'm sure, and he was the one who was in charge of the um, Bugsy Malone play that um, the kids that did. the kids were doing at school. So this is definitely a recurring character, and he was great. Yeah. And now he's writing plays for 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 OAPs. Uh, not very good plays. Not very. No. He reveals the casting. Cyril. Is played by Brian. Lady Winterdon. Hope Cyril's got a limp. Is played by Wendy. Mrs. Invers is Mary. And that's it. See you later. It's only got three characters. Yeah, Kellogg's. Kel- Kel- yeah, there's only three characters. And what do you know? They're all characters in Coronation Street. And they're sitting around this table. How handy for me. Well, Ken and Evelyn don't get apart. And uh, they're Oh, yeah. Furious. Evelyn's mad. No, Not, Ken's, Ken's, well, no, Ken's, a, good Ken's a good sport. But you know inside he's fuming. <laughs> Nigel goes to visit Ken at number one and tells him it was oh, so close. Mostly down to the balance. I thought that said balance of the nostrils. Balance of the ensemble, not the nostrils. He wants um, Ken's advice on the script. He says, is, is it any good? And then Ken says, well, it's very original. <laughs> and then he, offer, he gets off with a chance to work on the script. So he, he jumps at it. Wendy comes round and uh, Ken tells her about Nigel's proposal. And uh, he's really excited. And Wendy says, actually, you know what? If you are going to work on the script, then I have some notes about my character. <laughs> and he's like, brilliant, bring it on. So this is Ken's dream, isn't it? He's gonna he's gonna be writing, bossing he's people around, making a play. Yeah, bossing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, this is has good dominion stuff. over the over the street at last. And Evelyn, what's she gonna do now? Maybe you can write her a part. Yeah, he could. He could. Um, we we do. We we when we went to the Coronation Street um, tour, we were told a little bit about where this play is going. So I, we can't speculate because we do know quite a bit about where this particular story is going, and it's going to be quite fun. So. Um, Rather than pretend we don't know, let's just move on with this for a little bit. Because, as I said at the beginning, should be a short, short podcast tonight. Cardi! They were backed again on the, on tonight's episode. And um, Ardy and Kelly are still back looking at this Gretna Green stuff on Gary and Maria's laptop. And um, Gary comes in, so they have to close it down quickly. And we find out that Rick's house has finally been sold. I don't know, is anyone waiting for that? 380 grand. Was it? Um, also, Maybe. Also, Jake... Actually, Jake this time. Jake, I don't know what's going on with Izzy, but she's had enough of him. And um, so he's going to be moving in with there for a bit. And Kelly's like saying, oh, I did. Are we going to get married soon? And we can get our own place. So later on... This was so... Jake and Liam are playing on their PlayStation, aren't they? And Kelly ends up coming to play as well. But she kind of wipes the floor with them, does she? 
And no, who, who she says, no, 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 no. Oh, they're oh. playing, and she says, you're rubbish, why don't you come and look on the laptop, and I'll play him, and show him how to, how to Oh, yeah, and game. she says, I got to play, I did lots of PlayStation playing when I was in the Juvenile whatever. Juvenile Delinquent College. Yeah, so Jake learns that Kelly was a bit of a wrong un. And then she opens up her screen. Yeah, and like, oh, there's a Gretna Green website there. And Jake says, what's Gretna Green? And then Kelly says, um, 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 it's a football team. And in fact, they're going to go up to Scotland to see them play soon. And Jake's like, okay, I've never heard of them, but is I'll that, buy is, that. Is, Jake, is Jake's new actor? Because I didn't, I didn't no, even... No, he has been in it before. He's probably, I'm going to say really like, less than, or fewer than five appearances. He's got very striking hair. He does, he, he takes after his dad, bless him, doesn't he? With the, uh, the, stri- the striking swoosh of the hair. I don't think it's genetic. Um, yeah, but you can tell Gary has a say in how he does it. He's like, I'm taking my lad to the hairdressers. Anyway, so so Gary and Maria get no, back No, hang later. on a minute. What? Did you say that she says it's Yeah, yeah, she said team. it's a football team. I said that. Yeah, Gary and Maria get back later. That Kelly dashes off to meet Ardy and she's, she's barely been gone for 10 seconds when Jake says, oh, Maria's well into... Uh, sorry, Kelly's well into football. In fact, she's going up to Scotland to see Gretna Green play. And Gary and Maria are like, uh, hang on a minute, what? So they clearly, so I don't know in how a very, else, very contrived manner... I don't know how else they could have done this, but it just that just felt really... It like, did. I'm not particularly bothered... I mean, no, it I needed know. to get With out, did not it? So about. yeah, whatever. Jake finds out about it this way. So anyway, yeah, they they realise that um, that this competition has um, stepped up a notch, them. and they're actually going to go and get spliced up bust past the border. So Maria says, "Right, we need to sort them out of Can this because this is a, a crazy idea." Why did they? I can't remember if there was a reason why they've decided they have to have to do it now. Is there? They're just kind of caught up in the romance of it. It's kind of sweet, but I'm definitely on Maria's side that it's a bit crazy. Of course it's crazy. And I'm I'm like, I think they're a lovely couple, but... I'm on Gary's bit, side here. They're a bit here. young. How are you? Yeah, well, Gary says, oh, don't worry, what's the worst that could happen? It's only marriage, it's only a bit of papers, is what he's pretty much saying, isn't it? They can just get a divorce or something. Well, Let it... them get away with it. Because the last time I tried to put my foot down with Kelly, it drove her away. So, basically... Um, she's got me back into a corner here. Right, my reasons for being behind Gary here is that he's not her dad, she's old enough, and she's only listen, she can't, she's not going to listen to them anyway. They can't stop her from doing this. All they can do is make sure they do it safely. It's like when they have, when kids have sex, you know, when your teenager wants to go and have, you just say, I don't want you to do it, but here's a condom, for goodness sake. Mm. You know? Don't use that one if that's I been was, in your wallet since year eight. If I was Gary, I wouldn't try to stop her, but what I would be doing is putting that money in a trust that she can't access until she's 30 or What's something. the house money? Yeah. I, I think that they, I, I always think they should have really tried to dissuade them. I would have said a bit more to them. I know them. it's good for the drama and everything. I think if I was them, sweet. and I've, had, I've I've spoken before about how I've been in this situation like this before where I knew somebody shouldn't have got married but I just said they're going to do it anyway so support them because you, they're going to be, they're going to need you when it all goes wrong. But I would say I'm going to have a conversation with you about this and I'm going to tell you that it's a bad idea and I'm going to explain to you why and then after the conversation is done, you decide what you want to do, and I will not mention it again. But I'm always going to be here for when it goes wrong. Yeah, and but they didn't do that, did they? Gary's like, yeah, well, go for it. He's right. There. Well, and he's I, kind of persuaded. He's, but Maria. he's done this before, though. He he's done this before with Kelly, where he's gone, you know, do make your own mistakes. Because well, he's right. He's not her dad, and he can't stop her. 
Marie is there biting do, her tongue, isn't all she? All he can do is, is alienate her. And also, the other thing, I think, is that they're they're right in... The, well, I don't think they've planned this, but they're right in their kind of pincer um, approach where Maria's like, this is bad, I don't want you to do it. And Gary's like, I'm not going to stop you. So she knows... She knows what's going on. Mm. She's not. She she understands they don't agree. Yeah. Maria's made enough of a a fuss about it, mm. and she also is even more removed from the situation than Gary is. Speaking of Maria, because she didn't murder her dad. <laughs> why wasn't Maria at this protest? I can't believe that Spider's back. Like, has he? He's not had a single scene with Maria, has he? It's like really weird that there's two completely and utterly independent environmental storylines going on on Coronation Street at the moment. But anyway, yeah, um, they 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 decide. Well, doesn't Gary tell them that they need to go and explain to Dev, and so they they pootle off to do that, and and Ardy's going to stay with him. Um, Dev's reaction, Gemma. What to what, what? To, to to the engagement? He didn't like it. He hasn't had it yet. They're going to go back. Oh no, has he? Ha- oh no, yeah, he does know that they're going to get... Kicked that- him out. Yeah, that's right. He knows that, but the whole Gretna Green thing. It feels like he should kick up a bit of a fuss. I think if I was Ardy, I'd go, Dad, she's got £380,000. Yeah, she could buy into the Allahan Empire, couldn't she? This she could be I mean. his next investor. This is what I mean. If I was <laughs> Gary, I'd say, I know that he's not marrying you for your money because he only just found out that, he, that you had it. <laughs> but I really think that you should protect your assets before you go into this marriage because, you know, how bad would it be for Kelly if she gets married at 17? Yeah, that's really true, divorced. actually. That's what I, and then that's Ardy. What I meant. And, yeah. you know, and Ardy gets half of that much money for a marriage that might not even last a year. Mm. Well... I hope they do take a solemn moment of reflection to um, to think about the, the, the sanctity of marriage. Yes, me too. And not just go into it because I'm they're just, in the soap. I'm it's just all... thrilled that two kids, that, you know, the younger generation still see the value in it. It's nice, but it does feel like very, very out of touch with reality, considering that, you know, as, as we now know... Less than I know half, you keep harping on about this. Less than half of couples get married, which is crazy, and yet all soap couples must get married. It's in the, it's in part of the job description of being a soap character. The most important thing is that you are aware of what your rights are in a relationship with or without a marriage, mm. because they are very different and you don't get the same sort of legal protections when you're not married. Okay. Which I don't think is right, but if that's what you want, you just need to be aware of of it that's all i'm saying okay but you know for example were um kelly and ardy to get married say kelly ends up in hospital and they're trying to decide what treatment to give her ardy would be able to say what he thinks they should do whereas if they were just in a relationship it wouldn't actually be down to him it would be um Gary? I don't know. I guess but you see what Gary. I mean? You don't have... That. Yeah. There's all kinds of things that you don't realise mm. and I don't think necessarily is fair, but... Mm. Should we do another story? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that this week. I've, I, can I I've missed... Say, I really like Gary, I think, um, Ardy and, and Kelly. I'm looking forward to the story picking up again. Kelly and Ardy, I never expected to think that that's a good, good match, but I like both of them. I think they're sweet kids. I think of all the characters who could get married right now... Um, I think I like them the best for a, for a wedding. <laughs> Not Toya and Spider. 
Well, they've known. I mean, he's still married. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. But do you not? I think they're very, very sweet. Oh, they are very, very I sweet. Mean, it's just in the back of my head. It's screaming, "No, they're so young, and they clearly don't know, know what they're talking but, about." But it feels very Nick and Leanish to me. And you know, those two are still together, and it's been very many, true. many years of ups and downs and ins and outs and etc. Yeah, well, come back to me in twenty-five years, and we'll see if Cardi is still a thing. Okay, I'll always love a nice Cardi. <laughs> I think it's going to have a few holes in it by that point. <laughs> Is it my go? This is your go. You've been, been framed. Friday, people are still cancelling bookings at Speed Dial because they don't like the taste of murderous food. Hmm. Um, Ali has been looking through Stu's files, but she doesn't know what she's looking for. And Stu says it's a bit of a waste of time. And Ali says we need a solicitor. Then they get a phone call, and it's more abuse about Stu. So he goes and sits sadly in Victoria Gardens. To only to be harassed by a bunch of nasty youths who are looking up an article about him and they start heckling him and filming him and um, Stu strides off and they follow him and push him over and then Nina comes and rescues him and takes him back to Yasmin's house to see if he's okay and he's very grateful and um, she says that she owed him for helping her take Corey down and um, he says, do you want to know if I did it or not? And she says, oh, it doesn't matter. Very yeah, she... succinct yep. synopsis there, that. Gemma. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. nothing new really but hooray he's got Nina on his side now so if you wanted any more proof that he is the side of good yep. then um, well there we go so that was this week's that was the week that was last week's Coronation Street what did you think? I thought what's it was... your overall judgement? I want I want justice for Toya from the show mm. I want them to I want them to give her her proper place on the dais to elevate her. She's the queen of the street. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. There were some really great twists and shocks. Unfortunately, I knew that some of them were coming. So I don't know how I'd feel about them if I didn't. Mm. There um, weren't any stories in here that I wasn't bothered about, apart from, I guess, the stew thing. I'm still like, oh, I'm not I'm, I'm I not liked really... all of it, I think. But that was only a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all so the storylines. So, like, story the spider for... stuff I love because I love Toya and, and Spider. The the um, the um Bailey stuff really surprised me at how much I got invested in it. And I, I thought the Baileys did a fantastic job. And more of this, please, for the Baileys. I, you know, I'm loving Stephen's, like, low-level evilness. Running around, not shredding documents. Um, Sam maybe the weakest of the of the week for me because I just well it wasn't you I know high octane blood pumping I do I think it's sweet but very intriguing that it's right to Harvey and then the Ken stuff like you said very vintage Corey um, the the Ardy and Asher stuff um, Ardy and Kelly sorry I'm just I love them I think they're both really sweet and cute and I like watching both of them although I have to say Ardy's not been quite so funny since he's been no, hanging he hasn't around. been quite Kelly. so funny recently. He's, has he's, he? bit, he's, he's lost his buffoonishness. Yeah. And Stu been framed. I do really like Stu, uh, but you know this was just like a placeholder to remind us that he still exists. And, yes. Um. So I think very good lineup. The story, some really great twists. You know, uh, mostly the fact that Spider's a spy and uh, James is dodgy ticker <laughs> land. So what score are you going to give it? You got one in mind? I'm going to give this. Four tiddly trophies. Okay. Um, I was wondering four, but then I thought oh, I gave last week four, didn't I? Was this as good? I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my higher scores, and I do put four along that that kind of ranking for for hopefully the next couple of weeks. And I'm gonna give this three and a half thoroughly checked and grammatically correct secret letters out of five. But 
um, almost a four. I did very much enjoy it. Character of the week. Um, it's a tricky one because, like you said, there were. I mean, every, every story had its um, had its great characters. Well, there's lots of characters that we like this week. Yeah. And, and the characters that I don't particularly like actually did a bloody great job of making me care about what they were getting up to. Yeah. Um, I think. Should I give it to? Should I give it to James? Don't give it to in, James. In case he's going to die. Don't he give might it to die. James Bailey he didn't do anything. He just fell over. But he did a good job of it. Barely did anything. Um, he Bailey did. Yeah. Um. I am going to... Is it Spider? Is it Toya? I mean, I can't get with the Toya because... She's just a bit annoying. She, she's not annoying. She's just... You know... Okay. <laughs> you know that scene in What Who Framed Roger Rabbit where Jessica Rabbit says, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way. Yeah. That's what Toya's like. I'm not annoying. I'm just written that way. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to Spider. I love Spider. Um, I, love I liked his twist. Having... I like how he's really trying to protect Toya. And when he confessed yeah. his love for her, and like, you're the only one that I've ever loved. That was beautiful. Lovely. Um, I um, I think I'm going to give it to Spider 2 because him being an undercover policeman has added a whole new layer onto his character. Yes. And, and really changed everything we know about him and his return up to this point. I still like, you know, the first time that he came back, literally on the first episode he came back, he was having that dodgy phone call at the end, wasn't it? But it turned <sighs> yeah. out that I think he was phoning his... Planning something. Yeah, planning his protest. But was it? Who knows? It might not have been. I know, I want to go back and watch all but the... But he also had that other dodgy phone please. call a month or so ago. He when he, he was left ra- someone. Yeah, he's Hang like, oh, I minute. can't wait to get back to no, you either. No, wait a minute, you're right. So I that- get... That wasn't his friend from work, was That's it? That's what I think. No, it wasn't his friend from work. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it wasn't his friend from work. Going, oh, Spider, it's really sad around the, around the station when you're not here. Because yeah. you make really good vegan brownies. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I love you too, man. I'll be back soon, though. I'm sure I'm going to bring down this evil gang of protesters that throw milkshakes. I just, I really, really, really hope that this is the last of Spider's deep, dark secrets because every time he's given a shifty look in the past couple of months, I'll be like, no, Spider, don't make him evil. I've just thought, I I think I just worked out what it is. What? I'm not going to say anything. No, say it. No, I can't. Why? Can you not? No. I think I might know another secret. Oh, okay, well, you can't say that. Do I know it? I think you might if you really thought about it. Oh no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Alright. Um well. I really can I just say also to everybody listening, we don't like spoilers and um this is a very weird period that we're going through where we know too much. We um, do know far too much at the moment. We will not make a habit of this. This is not something I want to carry on doing. And so once we get through the next you know, there's literally of months, three three weeks, three we or four will, weeks and then we won't we'll know anything that's happening again. again. It's and very we rare. Be, we don't want to be rubbing your nose in it. I know this is very irritating. Um, and it's not really good for us either because it makes it more difficult to talk about stuff and speculate. So yeah. once we go through this period, we'll be just as stupid as we normally are. Well, that's why I'm being honest about it. Literally, there's no, I don't think there's anything more I know about the Spider storyline. There is more that I know about the James storyline. Well, we won't talk any more about other things that you know because even that's a, a spoiler. Okay, fine. Right, so thank you for listening. That We're going that now, was it. aren't we? So, yes, this is a late one. It is now 10 to 12. I need to put a podcast out and then get up at half past four in the morning because I'm crazy. Um, so thank but you we, for listening. Can I just say, you know, um, thank you for waiting. I'm sure that you appreciate the situation that we're in. Um we've had very sad news and I haven't really spoken about my feelings about it because I know that lots of people don't like to hear about 
their people's thoughts and feelings about this subject. So that is the reason why I haven't spoken about it. Um, but I think you, if you know me, you know how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of interesting things that are going to happen. And, you know, we always knew this was, this was coming. So um, I think the most important thing is that we all look after each other and we don't all agree on everything but we don't need to upset each other and uh, aggravate each other or be agitarians. Um, So with that in mind, I hope that everybody looks after themselves and their mental health. And um, if things are getting to you, just remove yourself from it as much as you can. And um, we'll be back on well, Friday. Well, then we won't be back. We've got a bonus podcast this oh, week, yeah, okay. which may or may not happen. I think it's going to happen. It's a very busy week at the moment. But, um, yeah, but, so we, we will definitely be hoping for you back on Saturday morning, maybe one before then. So keep your eye out. We yeah. Will, we will stay. We'll keep you informed about it. And we'll that. be, um, hopefully, you know... Sorry for the people that have emailed as well and we've skipped out on the feedback section. Sorry, again. everyone. It's this, late. Um, we hope that you have a lovely evening and uh, sorry that we weren't looking after you at the sorry weekend. Sorry whenever but... we're back. Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye. The music, I'm going to see the play. The music of this yeah. episode came from podcastscenes.com. Nottingham Playhouse.co.uk. Oh, oh, oh.